0: all the people can see you this is this is eulogy the same eulogy out there um so welcome to like bridge the gap my name is Holden stefan roy i know this is not your first time talking to me but i watched like two minutes of the last one at the very uh, there's nobody on the zoom they're all on twitch watching us cool and they're all on facebook maybe I know people pop in Dude, and maybe. out on Facebook. Well, if it, Nobody, like, hangs... People don't, like, watch shit on Facebook no, no, like no, that. It's, an
1: after the, it's after the fact, yeah.
0: And, there are, like, people like to, like, look at a Facebook and see you're doing shit. And then you'll get, like, a two minutes. And anybody that wants to watch comes to Twitch. You know, like, that's that's kind of usually how it works out. But, yeah, I watched the first, like, two minutes of our last interview. And I'm like... It's trash. Not trash because you're trash, but trash because it isn't the show. It isn't 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 the right beginning. It's it's just kind of like, you know, it was more in the inception phases. of, And it was on Instagram. And I remember that your internet was not my favorite in that day.
1: Dude, that's because I was at my boy Danny Knight's house. Yeah, we were in his fucking basement where the studio is. And, yeah, that shit kept fucking. I'm watching the fucking interview, and there's, like, chunks where it. it skips so much. I'm like, how the fuck did we even get through this?
0: Yeah. That was, was that was that was one of those moments in life and then time went on i'm like cool but like even still i feel like we didn't start it right and so i didn't watch the rest of it so we might talk about some stuff that we've talked about before but that's okay because this is like this is the one that's gonna get clips so it's like the better right on. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but still thank you for coming through before i'm doing that back then That was last summer, I believe, with the Animal Mother EP coming out, all that good stuff. But now it's time to do the real Bridge the Gap experience because this is the show where we walk through the story of your life and try to extract knowledge nuggets from your experiences and kind of document stuff. You could think of it a little bit like if you had a wiki page. We're going to go through the paragraphs and the with the bolded sections uh, and all that that shit because that's like important one day for the documentation of life and whatnot plus it's super hard to google us in general and get yeah, no fucking hell, man. one day one day
1: buddy
0: we're working on it this is why we do this stuff because now it's a little bit easier to google yeah. things you know what i'm saying um with all that uh we do have a bit of a, a, a little intro to it though but can you just tell us again where you're born i mean i know the answer to the question but for the people here where the very first you know beginning was, uh, the- part of your life takes place
1: I was born in Russia in a little town, uh, maybe like a hundred an hour drive out from Moscow, uh, Lobnya. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a Russian boy. I moved we- to Canada when I was like eight years old.
0: Awesome. So we're going to pause there because the first question is going to slap extra hard because it's going to take place in Russia. Uh, so the first question is a little bit of a story. Um, I'm just going to, whatever, whatever, when it lands, you can then proceed to like, you know, answer it. And it starts off with my girlfriend and uh, she's washing the dishes one time and she's got her phone playing and it's that Black Eyed Peas song that I got
2: a feeling Ooh. Yeah, yeah.
0: And she's vibing cool. she's dancing yeah. she's doing her thing and I'm looking at her and I'm going when the fuck did this become chores music cause it's like chores music, that's what it is it's exercise music, it's some shit you put on when you're doing some kind of boring task we'll call it and you've got to go to the funner places of your mind because if you think about the same very song run it back about 10 years it's like highlight of the night when you're super drunk in the middle of the night song dancing in circles kind of things 10 years goes by the song doesn't change at all because it's a song (laughs) but the context of our lives changes so much that it goes from being big time party music to like chores music and i was like that's a fucking interesting thing that happens in life like think about all the little ones they're gonna be partying out of their cardi b's or whatever they don't know that when they're in their 30s and shit that you're doing dishes to cardi b's they don't they don't know what's Uh coming but, well, it's
1: people doing dishes to Cardi B now, I imagine. That's the fa- thing. Like, I have, I make chore music out of stuff I, 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 I would turn up to. I don't really wait the 10 years,
0: you know? Uh, no, that's what it is, though. That's kind of what happened. It's, it's a sign of us getting older. We got older. So we got to, you know, when you're doing chores, that's what it is. It's a good time to turn up to that good music. But with yeah, that, yeah, no it doubt. made me realize that, like, songs and vibes and energies, they all go on, like, these journeys, right? So they all kind of like change over time because we change over time. And when I think about like the journeys of artists, it often starts in that like adolescent phase when we become yeah, more interested, yeah. especially as rappers in hip hop. And even if you watch our last interview, it's like, OK, what's your life? I was born here. I moved to Canada. I love rap. You know, like that's like the free of the secret. And that's like, you see, that's how it usually is. But that's not the start of the story at all honestly it's not where your musical journey begins like there's a good chance when you pop out the womb in a hospital at that age in the beginnings there's actually music playing in the room that you're absorbing like yo if you really run it back like i can remember being four or five years old my dad's got these gray boxes the amp the right. fucking take depth the fucking uh radio all the things put together with the wires fucking uh the speakers are around the room takes him forever to set it up he'd be busting his led zeppelin tapes his fucking 90 club montreal techno at night my mom she would be playing more discos and musicals and other kinds of That's vibes yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'd have to say it's like i had no control over it it was just happening around me it was just the music of my like life up until there was a point where i became a little more involved in it so i was hoping mr eulogy
2: you, listen to. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt. you could like run us back to being the youngest eulogy you can remember and tell us a little bit of what, about what it sounded like to be you but then keep in mind ain't none of us grow up in fucking russia except for maybe right, the two right. people that might be in russia that watch this one day in the near future but for most of us we don't know fuck all about what it would be like for you for the first eight years of your life and that would be crazy interesting to hear more about
1: word all right man yeah so like if we're talking musical history and taking it back to like the genesis of it all yeah that would be my mom my mom and my dad right so they were uh they were pretty young when they had me right like my uh they were very early 20s and um the music in russia i like to think was a little bit behind the times like it wasn't you know it took music a little while to travel overseas and that's not like today with the internet and fucking you know you just go on a website and boom there's the song drops for everybody worldwide you had to kind of wait till maybe the homie got a certain cassette tape flown over or whatever whatever guy just came back from a trip he would bring some music over and um my dad, my dad was big into like you know metallica led zeppelin um i definitely get my love of like rock music from him and uh him and my mom big Pink Floyd fans and that's like one of my favorite bands of all time man like wish wish you were here is one of my favorite albums of all time and just like the the depth of the music the creativity the um I mean a lot of people liken it to like psychedelic music but it's funny enough because they didn't really do too many drugs the guys except for the original lead singer um yeah my dad was huge into bands like Depeche Mode they influence a ton of my because uh, they're like they're like what i love about the 80s man i think the 80s had the greatest pop music my mom was a big fan of stuff like that they listened to a lot of only M, big big band man that's uh, i was i was hearing i bumped all the fucking time you know Ras, rasputina yo, was a huge so
0: yeah let me way. let me like run this a little bit more Was it like like kind of more like literally so like you're like Five years old in a small town in Russia as I remember from the last five seconds I watched from the other one and you're you're out there doing this thing like are you like running around with your mom singing along with her you know busting it yeah they
1: be playing music in the house you know and a ton of times at the parties right when they'd have their friends over or we'd go over to a friend's house and you know it just because they're like like I said they had me pretty young so they were still partying when I was like a little kid and uh, they'd have their they'd have their playlist going and Yeah, like it was a it was a lot of that kind of music, man. Like they were big into the um, like dance music, pop, and then my dad was huge into just like you know the staples of like classic rock, metal, even like you know Metallica, big in like Molly Crew. So, so like,
0: was it more from like a perspective of like partying and consumption? Like, it's I don't know anything about. It wasn't
1: like I can't really remember listening to music too much in the car as a little kid in Russia, but it would always be at like these parties or like in the house let's say yeah my mom was like maybe cleaning should have like the radio going or like a certain cd playing yeah for sure
0: i'm like when you were young did you have any aspirations for music like that or were you interested not until out? i
1: came no not until i came to canada man. i think worry. when i was young
0: so yeah what were you into when you were like super young
1: honestly dude i think after i watched space jam i wanted to be a basketball player <laughs> i was fucking huge into ball when i was a little kid and then it was probably after i came to canada where like not to say that as a little kid i wouldn't be doing my own little dance routines to like the music videos on the tv that's a big thing like my parents would have okay. whatever fucking almost like a russian mtv playing and they'd have you know backstreet boys on there all the poppy stuff coming from the states and um yeah, I'd be doing my own little dance routines and singing along. But I don't, I don't really think I had, like, huge aspirations to be a musician of any kind at that yeah. point. I think I wanted. to be able to So believe it or point. not, I
0: when I ask people this question, what's interesting is how different people answer it. Like, sometimes people just sit there and study music and, like, focus on things. Sometimes people get into, like, the more performative ah, elements. But even like this, like, you're on the more performative side. Like, you're consuming it. You're learning the dancing. And this is you as a young one clocking yeah. experience points into like the skills that would later go on to become super valuable to you in your current life but it's super exactly. interesting to me that like people just do that or like even the idea of like having this russian mtv and then picturing you as a little one on the other side of the world you know honestly just bumping the same backstreet boys <laughs>
1: that's it right everyone <laughs> we, we, you know i was getting down to it the same time people over on the you know state side were bumping it yeah and when I came over, it was, like, you know, a lot of the, um, was it, like, Sync man, and yeah, Bad Street Boys was huge. And then eventually, you just start to sort of mm. absorb whatever the other kids listen to and the modern pop culture, everything that's on the top 10 radio, right?
0: So, I know your parents were young, but is there, like, this, like, cultural, traditional stuff that would also get spliced in?
1: Uh, Maybe in, like, movies and certain TV programs, but it's not like my parents were, like, they would, they would play... Uh, pop popular artists from Russia, you know, like the top ten of that region. So I was listening to quite a bit of Russian music, but it wasn't like traditionally old stuff. It was more like, you know, the top ten charts, whatever was dominating overseas in Russia. So yeah, I had a I had a large, uh, definitely like yeah, wide range of music because they were listening to the stuff from the states, but they also had you know. Yeah, Yo, I got
0: I got to ask, man. So you come to Canada at like eight, right? Yeah. How is it, like, coming here? Because I started working with these Ukraine girls at work. I have, like, three of them, and they report to me. They're, like, late 20s. I've right. learned one thing. I'm soft as fuck. So, like, they have made it clear to They, like, they made it clear as what it, They don't, like, say it because I'm their boss. They made right. it clear to me that, like, to them, we kind of soft on this side of the pond. Uh, so, like, what's it like being, like, an 8-year-old and getting here just from, like, a culture shock or, like, difference well, perspective? It,
1: what I immediately remember was, like, you're not allowed to get into, like, too many fights at school here. Over there, <laughs> I was, like, daily scraps. So I come over here and I started getting into shit real quick at school, right? I'd be fucking put in the corner sent to the principal's office or whatever because like i'm getting made fun of for being the weird foreign kid and then i'm like okay well i don't have the grasp of the language yet to fucking just you know clap back at people verbally so i'm gonna fucking fight you (laughs) and then that was like a big one man like just the school system just how things were done like even like um culturally like first day of school right like kids dress up like they go parents put him in like little like you know mini suits and stuff like it's all fucking it's all like heavy duty right it's like flower it's like a whole fucking pageantry because the educational system is very um held to a high standard in russia man and just coming over here i got laughed at like the first day of school because my parents like they don't even like think about like oh this is an entirely different culture man like but then they're like we're gonna do it exactly how we'll do it back home and cares about how <laughs> hard their son's gonna get bullied man that shit was rough. Let me tell you, dude. Yeah, I show up to class for like, with like flowers for the teacher on the first day of school and all this shit. Like that's how we do it over there. Yeah, it was crazy coming over, man. Yeah,
0: that's wild. stills. um, I mean, that's, that's a cool so custom. I'm not gonna right? lie. Yeah, they they,
1: they they revere the first day of school and they make like a big thing out of it in class. Like, you know, you you're supposed to sit like upright with your hands on the table like this. You have a question. It's one of these, you know, do like, oh, teacher, pick me all this shit. Like the way it's school, the school system is done over here. Very lax compared to over there. So, yeah, I do agree with what the the Ukrainian girls told you, man. It's soft, you know, a lot of parts. it, 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 It is, man, because I remember even like just like other stuff where like I'd be, I'd be, you know, on a playground in my grandparents, like project buildings, like just in the center there where they have the shitty little playgrounds. And there'd be kids younger than me. I was in like grade seven visiting at the time. And there were kids who were like, oh, you want to go back to my apartment? My older brother, he's at work right now. But I know where he hides like his heroin and his heroin needles. And I was like, I'm sorry, come again? This is like 10, 11-year-old kids being like, you want to go shoot up heroin? I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, I I swear I hear my grandma calling for dinner. (laughs) Hey, Peace out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh coming over here i was like word okay so things are a lot like
0: um i'm not yeah, gonna lie nobody's offered me to do heroin so i don't Probably know not. maybe i'm in the wrong room i don't know if that's like a brag or not like if that can happen but like that is fucking serious
1: yeah dude oh yeah dude yeah it'd be like you know my grandparents lived on the first floor essentially like the first flight when the first floor is just like the mail mailboxes and then you go up the stairs their door is the first door right there on that landing that front fucking door to the house was maybe this fucking thick dude it looked like a fucking bank vault door with like a leather finish like you know stapled leather on top of it and it had maybe like three different locks two chains like this thick man and I didn't think anything of it at the time because that's just what I grew up with but thinking back I'm like holy crap like front doors here have fucking glass windows in it bro you know, you go into an apartment, even, like, you could fucking, with a car and you could probably boot that door down in some places. And they were living with, like, they bars on their windows, man. And I came over here, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, Canada. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can see how our reputation is kind of a little bit what it is in terms of a place people want to go.
1: Absolutely, man. Just the healthcare system, stuff like that, right? Like, you're able to fucking... Not have to always walk your kids to school for fear that some van might come and like scoop them up and your kid gets sold into like, you know, Lord knows fucking what kind of trafficking, right? Like, that was a real thing. And I never understood that until I came here and grew up a little bit. Why my mom was always so like overly protective of me when we'd go out in public or when we would go into Moscow, you know, downtown. Like, she would like, dude, my hand would be like bruised from how hard she was squeezing it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you so like, you know, excessive with the watching over me like a vulture? There was a reason, man, you know?
0: bro that is like a level of shit we just never think about with regards to like reality i mean that's part of why the show is called bridge the gap right like because a lot of people don't know a lot of people's experiences where they come from just that the next thing and just what it's like in other places plus how often do people get to talk candidly about growing up in russia I mean, they probably do, but they don't often do it around me.
1: This is the place. This is where you (laughs) got to do it. Exactly.
0: Like, I don't know if the other people do it. There might just be like a whole show on YouTube. that's just like people candidly talking about Russia and I never looked into it. But like,
1: um, maybe, maybe an entire series. Yeah.
0: So I guess when you come here, what part you come to Ontario, right? Like I don't remember where you land.
1: Yep. Ontario. We lived in, uh, Etobicoke area. I was there we lived in an apartment there, yeah, lived there for about three years I wanna say and then moved to Oakville for when I was starting sixth grade. And then, you
0: know. I gotta remember I don't remember where Oakville is.
1: It's 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 in the GTA. It's like uh yeah, maybe like forty minute drive out of Toronto.
0: Oh, you're it's like Toronto ish. Toronto ish. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, GTA area, yeah for sure. You're and like past that, yeah, Mrs.
0: saga. So you're like the outskirts of, I just Google Maps state, the outskirts of Mississauga. Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, before that. Now I am living in Mississauga.
0: Which is still not really Toronto. It's still the the, the GTA, right? Or is that Exactly, yeah, but you topic? know what?
1: It's like the like biggest nearby city, yeah.
0: I feel like if I was in Mississauga for the sake of Google, I would say Toronto. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, That's I don't, pretty, I don't really uh, know though, because like I'm not people, out there.
1: people, but people make a whole deal out of like people not from Toronto, claiming Toronto. Because, you know what I mean? So I, I just, I keep it as accurate as possible. I'm not trying to claim fucking anything, man. I'm a man of the world. I don't fucking, I don't, you know.
0: I yeah, don't I'm very well. happy to to claim Montreal. It's super simple. I was born on the island. There you go. Simple. As there you fun. go. I've
1: been all over, right? So.
0: I mean, you are like. You can claim Russia, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, man, I don't know. I've never been one to just like do that, like.
0: I mean, okay, I don't
1: so know. that kind of stuff doesn't resonate with me. The whole like, you know, waving the fucking flag and shit. Like, I love, I love all walks of life. I love. so word. Man. I, I don't so, really like. So yeah, I, like... I'm proud of my Russian heritage and culture and stuff, but I don't really need to be like, um, you know, the moment I meet people, be like, oh, hey, like I'm from Russia and this is what I do, like, you know, like. That's my, like, that's part of my character. Like, I'm me, man. I don't, where I'm come from, it's all part of the story, right? By the end of my life, if I never go back to Russia and I die at 90 years old and I only was there for, like, you know, eight years and maybe visited mm. again, i become such a small fraction of, like, what my entire timeline is at the end of the fucking day. I can't be defined by just that because that's, that's where I got you know, squeezed out of the womb there.
0: So the general understanding I have is it's where you went to high school that counts.
1: Word. Oakville.
0: And then with regards to that, it's more about the team sport that is hip hop. It's more like where you're from is the team you're on, whether you like it or not, because there's this geography element to the team sport of hip hop like that. Yeah, see, I'm trying
1: not to even play into that. That's what I mean, right? Like, I've never even really, I understand when it came out, that was a big, big element, man, because it would be like borough against borough and and city Mm. versus city was a very large like pride thing and, you know, holding it down for your locale. But, yeah, me, because I come from over one place, and then I flew over here, and then I moved here, and then I went to high school here, then I went to university, like, completely, like, three-hour drive here. Then now I'm living in a different city. Like, fuck, man, that's all just pieces of the fucking puzzle that gets put together. I don't want to be sitting mm-hmm. here fucking, you know, shouting out Oakville all fucking day long. That's, that's part of it, but it's whatever.
0: I wouldn't necessarily do it all, all day long. I would I would just look at it like... So, I mean, for me, it's like part of this puzzle of how do you create local scenes? Because local scenes is really what fuels international scenes. If you can get like 200 people in your neighborhood to show up to your shit, promoters are going to pay attention to you in a different way. I think that's part of why it happened the way it did. Right now, the more I say NDG, I mean, I, I'm actually from Co St. Luke. Oh my gosh. I'm not even from NDG. I'm from like the neighborhood that's not like part of NDG, but that's where I live now, right? Like, so I'm right, right, right. This is where I'm invested in. This is the current place I'm at. That's
1: what I'm talking about. That invested in shit, right? Like, it doesn't matter where the fuck you set foot before. I suppose it's more where you hang your hat and where you're willing to put more of yourself into.
0: Facts. So, I mean, at that point, the team sport thing is kind of interesting. And I have to think about that because I have to fucking brand y'all as in so and so artist as in a location and it's super easy when i say montreal or whatever but then I, I put ontario for a lot of people and then i like in the later video might tweak it to like a more specific location Yeah, but
1: that's still accurate man whatever you know
0: yeah i don't know i'm just like i never heard of a oakville i don't know if Oakville's a good like
1: probably for the better man <laughs> <laughs> it's probably for the better it's nothing crazy man it's like it's it's uh you know Upper middle class kind of stuff, but then it's got its fucking um, shady areas. A lot of fucking, you know, uh, kids that come from affluent families, partying. You know, kind of living a more higher lifestyle. I guess a lot of coke, a lot of like party drugs. It's one of those cities, man. And then people, all people do is talk shit about. There's nothing to ever do there, and you'd always go, you know, out of town to go get up to no, no good and shit like that yeah it is what it is man yeah but that's why yeah. i'm saying you know i don't want to be out you know i'm not ever gonna be that dude who's fucking waving a flag for like one spot where i'm at at the moment that is my spot and you know that always just becomes part of moving forward who i am but i understand people who you know really really like ooh, champion for their fucking their zone right
0: i'm not gonna lie to you dude it's just business at the end of the day I'm not like to put it so callously. For me, at least, it's like, well, I'm here. There's a lot of people here. Not a lot of people talk about it. Like I said, think about the number of times you hear that many people talk about Montreal.
1: Depends where your year is, right? I mean, hear people talk a lot about Montreal because where 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 I choose to. In, lives, but I in think. general
0: outside of montreal yeah
1: i know i know what you're saying i know what
0: you're so it's like oh say word this is an opportunity to like discuss things that like maybe other people could care about or whatever but like right. i totally get what you're saying um i think it matters more for me as a media person like this to rep montreal than it does necessarily as a musical artist but then i just not understand fucking with it and then, like, I realized that the one thing that happened to me when I started repping my city is a lot more people in my city started fucking with me. But I live in Montreal. It's a very privileged place to make some of these claims.
1: Right. That's you. I see. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Like, there's a lot of people. There's millions of people here. No hyperbole. So it's like and i know like really? toronto is another great example of that i mean you're pretty close to toronto so i suppose it's not that far but then it comes down to you're not really claiming toronto you'd be claiming okba but... and anyway, this is tangential but um if we go back to like your earlier years yeah and stuff.
1: it starts to get all like too fucking like oh, okay well like i lived here and then, like it starts to become too much like too fucking um but you know what to call it, man. It's just like fuck. Just fucking make music. Put it again from my perspective. I understand what you're saying with you with the branding aspect of what you do. You it really does help to sort of like plant your flag and do it the way you do. But it helps people, people find
0: people. you is another way to put it. How do people yeah. search for music? Like I'm trying to figure that out too. And there actually is not a lot of search by regions. I actually recently checked this search, uh, the Google shit on um, Montreal hip hop searches. There's not as many as you would think. Uh, but like, so like, I'm trying to figure out that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Maybe avoiding. And the way I look at, no
1: one's looking up Oakville, Ontario hip hop. Right. So it almost doesn't benefit me. I can understand if I was, you know, from the Bronx or something, I'd be fucking. I wouldn't mm. shut the fuck up about that.
0: The <laughs> other side though, is city funding. There is an okay. absolute play for city funding. If you are creating cultural tourism for your city. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily everyone's play, but it mm-hmm. is a play.
1: I feel like if I get to that stage, then yeah, you would see me fucking repping Mississauga a whole lot more because I've already become embedded in that scene. Well, to be fair, Mississauga
0: thing. is huge. Yeah. Like, it's pretty big, no? I'd rep Mississauga if I was in Mississauga. That's something people would search up. Like, Mississauga. Yeah. If- for sure Toronto, your whole yeah, I'm area. I'm is... not
1: embedded in the scene enough to do that right that's why I feel like it'd be almost disingenuous to just be like oh yo what up like
0: are you able to yeah, embed better good. into the scene what's that can you embed yo okay like that's like because like we already did like one of them when we talked about how you got into all the uh, other into, into your group otherwise yeah. knowing um all this stuff so like in the part one of the interview we did touch on a lot of that like more logistical timelines and i do want to run in through some stuff but i'm curious just while we're here like what's it like being in the mississauga scene as an outsider trying to like come into it you can say like what is that experience like
1: i mean shit dude it's almost almost non-existent because i've only really lived here for two years and it's been like mid-pandemic it's not like there's many fucking local spots that were exactly uh, doing shows or showcases or any shit like that. The only other local artist who technically would be sort of close to the Mississauga area who I've linked up with would be Skinny Chuckler, and me and him are putting out our uh, I'm putting out an EP that's entirely produced by him, and um, it's looking like it's going to be September. Um, the Chuckling at Your Eulogy EP, maybe late September. And yeah, me and him linked up years ago. though I think even before I came out to Mississauga. But so far, I haven't really embedded myself in the scene because it's been mid-pandemic. All this stuff, like everything was shut down. There's almost nowhere to go to try and fucking be like, yo, what up? This is me. I'm new to the scene. Let's work. I know of sort of orbiting artists and um, people who are trying to do movements around, but I haven't exactly contacted or made my claim or any of that stuff i'm sort of i'm thinking by next summer we'll finally be able to start actually you know gathering as a group and going to some of these showcases doing stuff in toronto going back to oakville locals oakville where we did we used to host open mic nights down there we really kind of like took over that scene for the most part we hosted open mic nights we always used to, you know bring crowds to certain local uh to certain local spots and yeah we haven't been able to really get that going again because but this, all this fucking covid19 shit right so now that the world's kind of fucking unfurling again we might be able to uh get it popping then the saga scene might get to know you know what it is i'm bringing
0: so you guys are just going to come in from a perspective of throwing events rather than waiting for other people
1: exactly yeah i mean we the moment all this music actually comes forward now because we're able to link up again we're able to report together everyone's kind of ramping up again um i mean i'll say it here right now otherwise known as has quite a bit of a hiatus and that's my original group and we're back at it now we finally brought it back together we actually got a single dropping pretty soon so i got my project coming out as eulogy with the entirely produced by Skinny Chuckler EP coming out, that's gonna be three songs. And then I have with my group otherwise known coming out, we're dropping a single suit and that's gonna be firing off again. Then I have another project coming with a producer from Brooklyn in fucking you know, in the States named uh, the Prime Synthesizer. And uh, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty lively year. But I think in the next, you know, after the new year starts going into summer springtime that's when we're gonna finally be you know approaching a lot of these local um local scenes and finally starting to make something happen there
0: that's fresh why did you go to mississauga
1: <laughs> well uh, me and my girlfriend man we just we were looking for a spot and we were we were searching for a long time we found the rent was uh appropriate man because fucking out here dude rent's ridiculous and uh we found a spot and uh yeah it was kind of like the first one that finally was uh what we were looking for price was right and it wasn't it's only like 10-15 minute drive from when we were living in oakville it's about on the border of mississauga and oakville and i live near the highway it's, it was just good both our jobs the location was right and we said let's do it and uh yeah we're probably going to be here another year before we bounce to a next nice spot a little bigger you know and uh, yeah it was just uh, that was the natural progression of where we were
0: I suppose eh, if you're going from Oakville it's like a progression to move towards Toronto whereas like from my perspective I was just
1: it was just yeah like we were looking at a local. I didn't want to go to Hamilton Hamilton's a little too crazy for me um, I know it's way cheaper to rent out there you know, all the property values are a lot lower but just Hamilton is just a <laughs> it's a bit of a grimy city so I didn't want to be around there plus it's just farther from work a lot of it was centered on where we both work. I work in Oakville, that's where my, um, that's where my where like the company I work for is based out of, and then my girlfriend works, um, she's a bartender, so yeah, it was kind of like a location thing, we didn't want to what, necessarily do both of our jobs.
0: What kind of work do you do, Eulogy?
1: I'm a carpenter, I'm a carpenter.
0: What does a carpenter actually do in real life?
1: In real life, well, specifically, I build like decks and fences.
0: Oh, say a word, so you're like, yeah, people yeah. pay you to show up and build their houses? build well, their decks. Houses
1: decks and fences houses would be a little bit more like towards yeah like home construction we don't really do any of the framing of houses we work on fences we do decks we do anything related to like the backyard aspect the surrounding area of a house but yeah that's my that's my trade by profession
0: that's pretty blessed i get to go see a lot of nice houses
1: for the most part, yeah. Some some not so nice, but, you know, that's part of the job. We make yeah. them nice.
0: You ever, like, been there and been like, yo, can I come, like, shoot a video here?
1: Oh, now that you mentioned it, yeah, there have been places where I've sort of saved in memory, and I thought, you know what, man? Not even a full-blown music video, but even for promotional stuff, I got to thinking. That project I'm doing with uh, the Prime Synthesizer, it's called uh, The Lifestyle Vicarious, and a lot of it almost has to do about um, the... The dichotomy of like um living in and coming from sort of a on the most for the most part a poor lifestyle and then constantly seeing through media hollywood music all this stuff the richer lifestyle people who are a little bit more blessed in life a little bit more affluent and sort of you know the wanting and wishing for that and i'm like holy crap man some of these backyards would be absolutely flawless for some of the pro material i have
0: you know, yeah, brewing uh, in my head.
1: See sewage. You know, you just bring a few ladies around, man. You get the drinks going hot summer day. It's like, boom. Oh, yeah. I've definitely thought about that.
0: That's fire that you think about the promo material like that.
1: <clears throat> oh, yeah, dude. Even a lot of times, even, yeah, I've been, um, when we're driving to a job site, I've noticed and utilized certain locations in my videos. Uh, there's a location I've scouted for a video that otherwise no one is going to be doing next year for a song called Walls. And uh, yeah, it was like straight out of my fucking mind when, when we were driving down and just something told me to look left into a field. And I saw the exact like, boom, picture perfect shot that I had been brewing up in my head for for a long, long time. I immediately I was like texting Danny. I'm like, I found it, dude. I found the fucking place like we got this. It's happening. So that kind of does afford me uh, the benefit of like travel. And going to certain spots and then seeing like, okay, yo, this would actually be crazy if I was able to talk this person who's, a, you know, owns a fucking mansion for Christ's sake into doing something with uh, video shooters. I'm, blessed.
0: I'm sure it's actually easier than you'd think. I feel like they are the kinds of people who Ever are Ever see like, that
1: little geeky video? Yeah. Where he, try, he goes around and tries to shoot the entire thing for free?
0: Yeah. I
1: don't, right, so he did stuff of that story, I,
0: right? I, kinda... I'm not, like, convinced his version was authentic, but I feel like it's replicatable in an authentic way. I mean, maybe Lil Dicky's version's authentic. I feel like... I think it
1: is, man. I think it is. But we can't,
0: like, celebrities and shit involved in that song, if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's a little, like, maybe Yeah, was. but a lot of
1: people he approached had no fucking clue who he was, unless he was, like, you know, Jay-Z or something. Those, some of those people were like, yeah, old fair yeah job, right like, little dicky like they're like no i've never heard of music like, well, i'm a rapper like i'm trying to
0: just Honestly, Little dick. just i mean he's all right i mean he's very in, ingenious with his marketing moves and i appreciate his oh his branding's
1: fucking on point man
0: Ooh. do i, I like, like his started. music nah do i like his branding abilities yeah i mean he's i i appreciate anybody that does really good business what am i gonna say i can't like absolutely
1: i do like his music Personally, the guy can rap and he's funny he comes he comes at it from a different angle like he's almost like the evolution of a weird al Yankovic, but he can actually rap right he does a similar uh caliber of rap where it's not exactly parody or comedy rap i know that's the easiest label to slap on it but um some of those songs, man. The guy, he's creative, dude, right? And he approaches the. I like his shit way more than you know anybody else in the modern in the modern sphere of, of the I caliber can't. of like a little Uzi Vert or a fucking uh, little Yachty. I, like that. Music I don't think it's like
0: fair to compare those two. I don't even think they're the same genre, to be honest. Like little Uzi That's Vert what I'm saying, but is out at like... the same
1: time And I consider that to be more modern rap. They've both been out in the, about the same time. So I'm saying, if I'm gravitating towards one or the other i'll go with the corny freaking nah, white Lil, guy little dicky's does, like,
0: like more a little older you could put little dicky against like future and that would be a fairer thing because little dicky was like there in 2014 dropping mixtapes and shit, and then by like 2018 he's like almost i didn't know about out. him
1: until about the same time i knew some of the other guys so i disagree there um, but uh well i mean se, it might not be fair to compare them but you can compare well what i'm, I'm, I'm saying it
0: more is like little dicky makes a certain kind little dicky is a very technique focused artist he's a lot more akin to like what you could say people are drawing the metal for a guitar solo in right whereas like like because it's super technical i've listened to a bunch of his shit. he's trying to flex on his ability to technically put things together really well his comedy's whatever you like it or you don't I'm not, i don't find him that funny but i can appreciate the comedy subjective I find his shit is only replayable if you find him funny. Otherwise, it's just, I, it's like seven point five on ten ish to me. Like I don't find what? his music replayable. I find it like well put together, and the only song I like is Jewish Flow. That shit slaps really hard. I'm I've super never even biased. Heard that one,
1: but yeah, yeah, I gotta check that one out. Because like
0: his mixtape he had before he made his pop album and shit was, I. It was to me a little better and then i feel like as he got more money and more music his his like music video game is really strong and he's like branding is but that's all
1: part of the branding yeah
0: but like to me it's like yo when you actually get to the basics of his songwriting it's super super not different it's super like i've heard everything he's done before but he's jewish and I'm like okay but I've heard a bunch I of mean, tr- right. I've, I've like it's locally exactly, yeah. like heard dudes do the shit he's done so maybe it's just cause like I know people yeah but, they're not popular, right? <laughs> reason. Yeah, okay. but I mean that's like a completely separate issue like conversation then. is his song good is his song oh, good yeah. they hit like with a certain demo they do not hit with other demos that's the facts I'll tell you that-
1: what though I don't really care about demographics all I know is something like fucking even future man those you any of that whatever artist you want to compare it to i'm talking about more modern stuff i nine times out of ten i'll pick that because it actually keeps my brain uh you know active while i'm listening there's things to pick up on there's creative uses of uh you know it's no i know what
0: you're saying but it's it's not comparable because like that's the focus of a little dicky song that is the focus of it. It's more like a stand-up comic focusing in, like, regards to what he's doing. That's what I said. That's his best yeah. style. But, like, yeah. what I mean, no, but you could, like, not necessarily be funny. But, like, I'm saying how a comic focuses so much on the particulars of particular words to build up an entire setup. Like, it's more, like, linguistically driven in that regard. And that's where that's it shines. That's
1: I love it. That's my, that's my fucking now, head type. It's the other guys,
0: like Lil Uzi Vert, I mean, they're, like, a lot more, like, a rock Ballad in their songwriting, and oh, no, nah, trust. Bro. I've I've done like album <laughs> reviews. Unfair, yeah. I absolutely can. A lot of these rock old rock. I, I've a done album reviews of seventies rock, and trust you guys don't want to watch it for how much I trash their shitty poetry. It's that bad. Actually, if you cut out the objectivity, tell me,
1: Uzi has better poetry than rock than early seventies
0: rock ballads. Kind of, yeah. A lot of that poetry is trash. A lot of that poetry is not my favorite. A lot of it, like, when you really, really get into it, it's, like, nah. Not Not that
1: they're trash.
0: You tell me Lil Uzi Vert. No, Lil Uzi Vert is is really good. I think he's an amazing fucking artist. Like, he's one of the dudes. No. I mean, like, I fucking listen to his, like, music. And I, like, it puts me in my My Chemical Romance space. It gives me the kind of energy. And I think if you fuck with emo... Lil Uzi Vert is a really good emo lyricist. Like he really taps into that well.
1: Problem. I don't fuck with emo. I fuck with more of the classical rock side. I but think that finally fucking nail it. The but fucking.
0: then that doesn't diminish his ability to be a good lyricist because we just looked up what lyrical means. Not. Emotional not. express. He is though. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm again. Yeah. I did the but, love but is again, rage that's two project. But that. I mean, that's like you saying that people who don't agree with your taste have bad taste in music. Thus, other music's is invalid, which is eh, it is what it is. Uh, is an but opinion. I
1: mean, that's, that's how people discuss music, man. I know that. I know if we were to get uh, down, people
0: discuss get music mad yeah. differently. I talk to a lot of yeah, varied yeah. people. I have a better data set for this conversation than you in terms of how people talk about music. P.S. Some people get mad, whatever, with it. But if you're trying to be objective about good. Individual feelings are less important than collective feelings. Right. Well, Colle- how are
1: you going to be objective? You just said music is subjective.
0: Because I studied music. No, there's there's ways to be more objective than subjective with it. Like as a reviewer, you have to learn a lot about what you feel, and then That's what, what are like actual song qualities of musicology that are like kind of more ethereal like what fans care about is super different than what artists care about you actually have to go put the Life. effort into learning all of this shit right. and yes. after you do all of that yes. all of a sudden you're gonna have a separate opinion on i like this and this is good do not mean the same thing at audio anymore mm. that's that's where you end up so i i do think it's it's like definitely something i can
1: all i'm saying is any kind comment of on pretty heavy we're really talking about any kind of objectivity i purely fail to see how little Uzi can be
0: well you have to so when you're being objective you have to think about who is this music for what environment is this music supposed to be in and does it work for the environment within no, those don't. people no i don't i it, just have no, to it, I d- I the answer listen. the question is good. for objectivity you said for yeah. subjectivity is what you just described those are two separate things So to be objectivity,
1: I feel you. Yes, you can take setting into place. You can no. You what I'm
0: saying is, you have to take all those things into place, or you're not being objective at all. If you can't fully be objective, is in a fair statement. But if you're talking about a spectrum of it, you're way closer to objectivity when you take context into place, and then understand what your likes and dislikes are, and that's fair. Nobody's saying you have to like the shit.
1: Right, but how are you going to say that and then say what you said about classic rock ballads? Yeah, because I'm able to say, yo, to say, Yo, bro, a
0: lot of these guys, I, actually, I did. They don't care about the lyrics. It was all about rock. It was all about the guitars. It was all about crazy. And I know this because I got, Kind of. He cares about <laughs> melodies and flows and brevity and simplicity. Yes, he does. But in the way, that like an emo rock band would kind of be really simple with their love poetry. So yeah, I do think he does because I've listened to his shit. And he's I simple
1: with his poetry. That's one thing, but a yo, classic but, rock ballad didn't yo, care
0: about. because they literally. They really did, dis- yo, man, I have rock fans in my comments. I could like pull it up one day and go through this with you, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, man!" Rock fans basically said, "Stop talking about the fucking lyrics. You fucking you don't know about rock, motherfucker. You don't get the genre." Okay. And I got put in my place. Like poetry was secondary, bitch. Learn about guitar riffs before you come up in here. And I'm like, Oh say word, but I'm like really listening to the poetry and trying to take it now, we want to talk about Bob Dylans and certain people, the Beatles and whatnot. Yeah, okay, cool. But like then you get to the Zeppelins where like yo, it's mad hit or miss, my guy. It is mad hit or miss in the Zeppelins and shit like that. What
1: I'm saying, what I'm saying is I'm not claiming rock ballads had immaculate lyricism, but what I'm saying same is... Same quality as Lil Uzi Vert. same energy for fucking guys like Lil Uzi Vert. No, I s- will not sit here and like, show me. But yo, pop
0: music's pop music for time. But he's a great pop music guy. And pop music's been pop music forever. Like, pop you know, music was never, was like, better I or worse. What?
1: I said, I saw what I was talking about. I know it's pop music. We were talking about...
0: Yeah, but, like, again, the context of it. So, like, when I think about, like, his lyricism and his audience, who he's connecting to, I actually know his songs have messages, purposes, and coherence. Like, he can fill an entire concept. He wrote an entire love album about his breakup with his girl. And it was, like, a progressive story. That is actually not that as bad as anybody describes people just aren't into the particular choice of words he uses to describe the sentiment, but based on any, evaluation I've given to anybody else I was left with nah Lil Uzi Vert's kind of dope and his flows are kind of intricate because they're actually kind of hard to rap when you learn them and then I realized I like him and I like what he does and I actually like learned his songs a bit like I put effort into it and the same thing with Lil Yachty man Lil Yachty is next Yo, Lil Yachty we can go through this as I've gotten many times on Facebook that dude clearly listened to a lot of fucking red man that's all I can say about Lil Yachty.
1: Really? You're good. Okay, hold on. Okay. All right, continue.
0: Yo, yo but when you yeah, look at the true. humor of how these guys constructed their bars, and then you look at the humor and the shit on how these other dudes construct their bars, you can, like, really go find, like, yeah, they did listen to the outrageous and outlandish shit these guys were saying back in the day, and this is their version of it. And then Lil Yachty is a dude has been rich since he's 17. I don't know about you, but if you're keeping it real, everybody's hating on you since you're 17 and your life is surreal, right? Like, it's not going to be normal. So, like, right. with that, when you actually listen to Lil Yachty's bars, it sounds like a 1990s hip-hop album, except for the the, the use of auto tune. But nobody actually pulls up fucking Genius and goes through the fucking lyrics because they don't. What? what? Have you... <laughs> And like, I mean, you can like he was, when he's seventeen. No, he's when he's seventeen, fine. But like, there's like almost I no was so- fucking
1: eighteen when he did Again, He was sixteen right. when
0: he did ilmatic, and he's also the only example people can give because everyone else says my poetry was nope. trash when I was sixteen and seventeen. Like everyone else. There's
1: other fucking. There's, a, there's even even Shaheen, man. I'm pretty sure he was even younger than us. Yeah, but like Shaheen.
0: most people aren't actually that, and it's a really weird argument. Bryce, Chris Cross, so Jermaine Dupri wrote some great rhymes for some 11-year-olds. That's that's a really not that great example to use either because they were kind of had like... You little
1: Lil Yachty writes all his bars and you are yeah. proof of that? You saying shit like
0: that? I'm pretty sure he, he does. I'm like, because this guy is like too proficient. He puts out too much music, too consistently. Like he's actually like a guy I think put a lot of work into the craft and a lot of people don't like what he does fair enough but he's also a super versatile artist that makes music that i've seen a lot of people love i just mm. think a lot of rappers don't like it and that's fine but i, I think have, this
1: goes back to what you said before right artist tastes versus listener taste and right like i'm not gonna uh, configure my fucking own brain to be like oh how does a fucking, uh, generic listener of pop music or generic consumers gonna approach this i don't really fucking care because i mean that's not my i'm gonna anymore, but right? like
0: I care about how 16-year-olds think, to be honest. Just 16-year-olds. I do give a fuck about that. To me, that matters as a person and media. Not with
1: music taste. I really couldn't give a fuck about what 16-year-olds think when it comes to music because they really only listen to music that... You know their peer group listens to it. the cool dude in their class is bumping it, or some chick that they're trying to smash. That is, they're like, "Oh yeah, she's into fucking whatever. Let me get so on." Believe it
0: or not, a... that's she more true about it. us than it is about them with their fucking access. To... Yourself, no, no, no. I I know. F- <laughs> no, I'm talking I've, again. I'm doing this walk through life, people's life stories, and you start to find trends, right? So for like millennial and older, we didn't have YouTube at twelve. So our tastes were less algorithmically defined, which you can make a huge argument for with this next generation. But these motherfuckers were like 10 years old listening to Tupac and Lil Wayne at the same time because they could in a way that we never could. And that's a huge. And so honestly, their opinions on music are way more eclectic than ours. Like just because they had the means, (laughs) like they never had to buy a CD and actually bump that mother. Like like, you remember buying CDs that's like a real experience yeah, that shapes your habits and your taste and shit versus other. Right. I'm just saying, so well, the younger ones, dude, they're going to come through and fuck well, why up. Why are music.
1: they still listening to like fucking five? That, you say that. Yeah, they have they access care
0: to fucking, way they more to about music, music musicology, music mm. than hip hop. So if you're trying to defend it from the point of the hip hop definitions and shit, I hear you. The music definitions. I don't even agree with you. Oh my God. Like music's Wait, so way, music?
1: I'm just talking about, they yo, literally cause lyrics is one
0: to... element. Like so same music, same music is one element of songwriting and music and a song is yeah. so lyric, what words you use in the bars is like what? 10% of all the songwriting decisions at most. There's so many other things that go into music from engineering choices, whether you double or layer it. Yo, what's up, Max Muppese. Max, he's coming through soon, so like, what do you double, it? yo, your interview is gonna be a lot more story, we is like part two with you, I'm just letting you know, Max, I wanna know your story, that dude is like in Montreal, Fucking wrote a book, Fucking does a bunch of, he brought Locksmith in if I'm not mistaken,
1: yo, I hope you plug my stuff in on his interview this way,
0: <clears throat> you show up in my chat, you get plugged, you haven't opened a Twitch one time, I come through. You want to come... Every right. time you had showing up and I would assume you... You know
1: what you? my username is on, on Twitch? No idea. There you go. So how are you going to say I've never popped in?
0: Because, well, if you did, you didn't make it knowing you were there for me to plug you. And that's the difference.
1: Wait, I'm just saying.
0: I have no idea if you're on Twitch, though. Are you on Twitch?
1: 100%. Baby Stray Jacket. Oh, that's you? That's me.
0: Fair. Okay, now I'm going to plug you on Twitch. No, for real, though. But if I don't know, like who you are how am i supposed to like plug you in here on twitch but if you show up i'm gonna be like yo what's good because that's the twitch moves but yo, yeah, go back to what we were saying No, before, no, no, So yeah, with here. that, I think a lot of times, especially with our preferences, they come from like this 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 boxes that got defined in ourselves. And I remember you liked new metal, you liked a lot of shit. And I fucks with what you fuck with a lot actually. I think my preferences prior to being an album reviewer actually lined up a lot more with yours until I went on that shit. So it changed me. Right. I can't right, even right. say my opinion is valid because it changed me so much. It's just this perspective versus yours, right? But then what I realized when I talked to the little ones is they don't see music in genres or boxes, and they don't consider just the way we do. Like I'm, I'm really about like the Eminem, focus on the lyrics and the lyrics and the lyrics, but these kids see it like there's so much more to it. It's broader. The flow and the melody are of equal value as the particular that's
1: listeners man, it's not even just the new generation yeah Most but that's people because people
0: yeah but in a different way i'm talking about the artists the artists were studying more things when they were younger at like 12 because then half these kids that the artists that i've talked to in montreal anecdotally whatever that have like just are active now at 22 they're like 15 with all the time in the world in youtube learning how to sound engineer and like play with their voice and testing it but you're 15 now and you're sitting there oh i'm gonna do dirty self trap this week and i'm gonna do new york Bap next week and i'm gonna do emo the week after and you're just so it's like man that's why this shit gets put on because lil yachty is when you got the girls around, like the start of your project and you say, Flip it up and I want that shit up. Your your twenty fifteen project literally starts with you guys doing some like rappity rap shit, and then you immediately are cognizant of the fact that this music is not good for all times and places. Well, guess what? Eighteen year olds wanna smash. Lil Yachty's gonna do real well. My girlfriend dances to Lil Yachty songs, my dude, because he's got I that don't know. kind it's of vibe. That,
1: that, that's Weird concept to me, man. Trying to
0: fucking get some trim by playing little yachty. <laughs> but trust? Oh my gosh, you don't know, a, bro. I don't but know. But like to it, stop, like man. it's got dancey pop fun vibes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just sounds like
1: fucking garbage when I put it on, man. It's like low I do it's,
0: it's not. I, I mean, about. I hear you. I hear why. There's branding that's been done to create that narrative. In my opinion, Maybe. there's a lot of people who are invested in a lot of people thinking that because it's whatever. Yeah. But. If you go back to your own project, I think I can cite a great example for how something like that could become very popular because let's be real. It's not that fun at the sausage fest full of sausage festing and like battle rap might be the pinnacle of skill in this shit. And there's not a lot I'm of ladies sure in there. i not
1: that either, though. That's the thing, right? I, I feel like you're almost thinking I'm, I'm, I'm some fucking no, champion. No, I meant you it more like skill as, as a focus versus rap,
0: vibe right? as a focus. So skill as a focus, battle rap's the pinnacle, vibe as a focus, a pop concert from Justin Bieber might be the pinnacle. You know, I'm, tr- I'm just trying okay. to give you a, a spectrum. Well, no, I get all that, yeah. And so when you look at the crowds, there's a lot more girls in one room than the other. And I think that's how so many people yo do you know how many rappers are like straight up like i hated performing for a room full of men so i started doing songs that are completely different than what i started with just so women would come to the show
1: i don't know how to feel about that but or I'm rush sure.
0: rush that. the band yeah said that yes. they spent their entire career performing to a stadiums of men
1: no i know that of course <laughs> that's like a family guy joke <laughs> in one but of the episodes about it, there's literally nothing but dudes in fucking jeans and black shirts. Yeah, no, I get that. So it's but a, I would rather, again, again, personally, yeah, personally, I, love it. I think we've, been, we've gotten so far off track, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a fucking uh, inter- To <laughs> be fair, this is, fire. your opinion still you. Let me try in real quick. Me, personally, again, like you said, there's these weak sauce dudes that are like, oh man, I just wanted some females to come through to my show. Why don't you just get females to come through to your show? Me, I would rather be genuine to my art and what I do and be something like a Royce to 5'9 and go compromising and doing all this other shit to try to be a Drake or weekend. I imagine he's got way more females in attendance than the dudes. Maybe if it's a 50 50 split, but me personally, I'd be a guy like Royce and I guarantee you there's still chicks coming out to Royce's shows and you don't have to compromise. You don't have to do any of this fucking buffoonery and change your art and start now different kind of songs to get females well, around I mean, that's I'm a cheap gonna, tactic almost man i'm it's gonna argue that
0: these people the gonna- so let's say you party a lot in a certain scene it's just kind of the vibe that you want versus in other scenes i mean i'm just saying cheap tactic it depends sometimes it's disingenuous upon which i agree with you mm. i i don't know if it's always disingenuous sometimes it's really just what these people like black eyed peas that's, is that's like, what
1: i'm saying if that's what you want that's the kind of music you want to make just do that but people who are sitting there go oh man like all these shows i do it's only only the homies there i'm gonna change my entire fucking artistry i mean at the end of the day who the fuck am i to say maybe that is the music they've been wanting to make
0: nah but to be to be fair i do think your music is actually got a lot of versatility and interest in it so like as much as i think that you're like i have like a thing where i feel like when people Kind of state certain things I'm uh, you know, engage with it because it's interesting to see where people are at with it.
1: Right? right.
0: So, like, the idea that Lil Yachty's trash, it's inflaming. Plus, it's a great clip. Great clip. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, it's interesting to see why you think that way, especially coming from, like, where you're at with it. And then we've had the chat before. I'm not going to lie. So, like, I'm aware of that. But, like,
1: right. with the the- listeners, I think to me, it really just comes down to, man, if I hear music, and it sounds like fucking, like, music to me, again, most people don't might not agree with this, but it needs to be, when I listen to it, something that I can't just get drunk with the homies and be like, yo, let's go make this exact same song, and it'll take us no effort. I don't know what your counter is going to be. Oh, I mean, if everybody could make these songs that blow up by these guys, everybody would be doing it. My whole thing is, I want to listen to something that's like, god damn, like, how the fuck did they do that shit? Did they come up with that? That flow, that vocal inflection, the lyrics. I could never do that. Most kids nowadays listen to this shit and they say the opposite. They're like, word, I could definitely fucking do that because there's nothing special going on there from the lyrics to the concepts, the shit they talk about. It's so fucking been done to death. Even... You might say, okay, none of the stuff I talk about in my music is exactly unique or never been said before, but I always at I was least like, you started... just dropped a
0: track on Day One, which is a good song y'all should go listen to. What's that? I'm like, you just dropped a song called Day Ones, which, <laughs> as far as concepts go, is a respectable concept to use. Yeah, but it's
1: been done a hundred times before, right? But I just thought, okay, like, what's going to be super cliche about something like this? Don't fucking do that stuff, right? And anytime I hear any one of these fucking auto tune soaked, whiny, dolphin-sounding fucking, you know, dudes come on the song. It's fucking, it's just painful to even try and sit through the song because it's the exact same approaches to concepts. Something about drip and bitches and thugs. It's like, fuck, man, I have no songs from my era that said the same exact shit. But at least they maybe had something unique about it. I think that came more from how hip-hop used to be more region-based and maybe a lot more music used to be region-based because we weren't so connected to it in the internet things wasn't so
0: actually i love what you said about that region-based thing so the Mm region-based thing kind of forced you to play with your community and impress them
1: yeah (laughs) i like that way more than the global stage where it's just fucking free-for-all and everybody just kind of the problem now is because it's a global stage everybody just gravitates to what is popular and what sells soaked in auto-tune the same fucking trap drums the same fucking dumbed out fucking 808s like before you almost had to do different stuff to stand out now it's just like fucking the next you, you know what line. it was
0: before it's not that you had to do different stuff to, you did but w- before it's that like as of 2008 it became very affordable to create music, relatively speaking.
1: Yes, and then it became everybody can put it out. Exactly. So so
0: I don't know that the actual amount of songs getting written in a volume and percentage basis, ratios, like percentage-wise, actually was different. I think that there were gatekeepers, and we got exactly. mad at those gatekeepers and said, fuck them. And now we are facing the consequences of a universe where literally anybody can self-publish songs. However... Within that, I think it's overexposure, not necessarily that it doesn't exist in a lot of ways. So I do believe that Lil Uzi Vert has some songs that are actually just impeccably put together as regards to flow. That's not either here nor there. But I hear what you're saying because obviously I have, in fact, heard multiple people do multiple things. Personally, I see it with the dudes that are trying to flex lyrical. Uh, more than the autotune guys Because at least the autotune guys Usually are trying to be like I can sing And I I'm not the best <laughs> singer <laughs> Fair enough Whatever they can yeah. or can't At least that's what they're trying to play in Melody And even if you sing a shitty melody Writing a melody is hard Fuck what anybody says Writing a melody is hard as fuck I've been really trying to write melodies lately And it's actually an art form In and of itself It's the difference between that So like It's not done
1: well nowadays
0: So maybe but- not everybody's doing it well But at least, like, that's what they're aiming for. Then I catch That'll
1: be participation badges, though. See, for me, I I don't. But then it's like, like,
0: the other side of the coin is, bro, if you're going down the concept path, you're going against all music ever written in history. So, like, you know what? Your Animal Mother song impressed the shit out of me. That was, like, this bafflingly unique experience. For real, reals. But even the, this is not a chorus thing I've heard before. So it kind of, like, goes down. Yeah, yeah, I knew that wasn't yeah. So, but like it goes down the problem and I like the song. It's not disrespect to you. I actually really? like what you do. And I mean that cause I'm about to criticize things that kind of go in the ballpark of what you do in terms okay, of style. Yeah. And I'd say really? 90% of dudes who go into the lane of what you do sound really corny to me because they right? literally sound like clones of each other. And I, with no disrespect to any people who ever put out contest verses, I respect what you at in your grind. But it really, when you hear 150 of these fucking verses in a row, right. it's like, whoa, what the fuck is unique about this shit? Versus, what, this is exactly what y'all is criticizing the other cats was doing.
1: I guess so. But that's the thing. I don't just, just because a song is lyrical, Or, you know, the previous, not even, so that definition of lyrical. Yeah. I know, I just
0: posted that as a, as a, because I Googled it and I'm like, say a word. Just so y'all know, it's a beautiful expression of emotion.
1: (laughs) Most people understand um, when I'm talking about, you know, I want higher quality, higher upper echelon, like music that doesn't sound like my drunk homie could fucking put it together. At fucking three in the morning after a party, right? Like I want it to sound like this is I have a question. Normal. Is
0: it possible like, you have extremely talented drunk homies?
1: Yeah. But fuck these not that what they're not what I'm talking about being replicated It requires a lot of talent. Maybe even just the local fucking drunk at the bar is who I'm referring to, the local crackhead. It doesn't take much skill to come up on the be go, I'm in a man in a bed of a bat. I got the dots, I got the up like fuck every the vocabulary this fucking large the subject matter three subjects come on man like anybody can fucking go in there okay. just, the engineer does all so, the work like, and this fucking idiot just dribbles some fucking whatever
0: i honestly don't review that kind of content for the most part because i don't have anything to say about it i want to give little uzi vert his props he writes about love love is one of those topics that you can kind of just do forever and people fuck with it if you're into love songs i'm actually not a love song guy i've written a few because it's fun in the sense to write your girl a song, but like, I don't really listen to love songs. So it's not my cup of tea, but I also would be like, what's R and B without love songs. Right. It's kind of like, how many ways yeah. could you approach love? <laughs> you know, like, right, right, right. so that's where it's like him. I want to exclude from that part, but I actually do get what you're saying in a lot of ways for a lot of people and a lot of pop music, especially pop music. And I do think billboard is largely responsible for it. Algorithms are largely responsible for it and this is where it's like yo even i'm sitting here and i'm like man i'm dropping music i'm doing this shit what the fuck am i gonna do to get people to listen (laughs) you know like how do you actually do that next step and then you realize oh my gosh and it's not me compromising but like you realize fuck me eh? a two-minute song it's like you get a lot more spins on that motherfucker it's just the facts of that that shit and then you're like oh say word if i just do the hook i can actually just bang up more shit that's what people can it's not like saying like this is the right way to do it i'm saying i believe a lot of people live lives where honestly you just face a gun that's different than everyone's guns like imagine you weren't employed and you wanted this you might have like a different approach
1: sure and but i've I, seen people I've, I've already listened to people who have that metaphorical and maybe literal gun in their face. And they've made absolutely immaculate music where I'm like, holy fuck, this will go down in the annals of history for a specific reason. I don't listen to that music and hear that same vibe, man. I don't know. It's just not fucking clicking. There's no skill there. There's nothing there. That so that's tells me, the like, only thing I would
0: dispute is the no profession. skill there. I would
1: so, I- say there's just none of those guys, the people I respect out of the more modern, someone like the weekend shit. He does higher caliber something like what drake does higher caliber little uzi brenton little yada are in the fucking the, the toilet compared to those guys in the top fucking penthouse uh, i don't know i don't like listening to fucking music that to me just sounds half baked
0: you know i would That's agree I mean. that they're not in the same tier the- no they're not in huh? the same they're not in the same like tier shit let
1: me finish the other point though But from what you were saying before i think people might get the idea that just because an artist comes in on some lyrical, miracle, empirical, spherical, fucking, all that shit, I'm going to immediately be like, yo, that's fucking dope. Oh, no. I think that's trash too. I don't, there's, th- what you said, okay, what I'm criticizing about the super-soaked auto-tune guys is probably the same that you would be criticizing of a dude who just sounds the same, generic, yo, I'm super fucking lyrical, I'm saving hip-hop, like, ooh, I'm coming in with that real shit. I find that boring and corny too. My favorite shit is something like fucking Goody Mob, man unorthodox as fuck even in the time period that it came out we're not talking about like 90s versus now goody mob was weird as fuck and completely out there when it came out in an era that had people standing out right like odd future i guess isn't too recent when compared to some of these other guys but that was one of the last times where i was like okay i might not even really fuck with all their music i do Mm. like a lot of tyler stuff earl was a great lyricist um my, I know my homies played me some of the stuff from the internet, and I know they had their in faction groups. But overall, I still at least respected and said, you know what? These guys do something nobody else can do. Their lyricism, you may, their choice of you words, the world, the world that their their music lives in is completely unique. But to me, someone like a fucking little Uzi Vert, a little Yachty. And all these guys they live in the same fucking. but these guys is like
0: they're the britney no Spearses of this i would argue that those guys is like the britney spears is and i'm she's immaculate i'm not gonna i don't want to like musically compare them but like from a branding perspective to <laughs> like yo she's she's just you know what every album is just full of smashes um Absolutely. but like they're really okay so here's what happened it's like a lot of these people that you're describing now like as an example brockhampton honestly if you don't know brockhampton check them out it's
1: I have no. I've, my buddy tried to put me onto them. I, it was kind of like a step lower than Odd Future. I'm like, I see what they're oh, going for. They're, they're less I rebellious
0: didn't... and more boy band. But like, I've yeah. I've reviewed several of their projects, and like, yeah, but like, from the you have to respect the fact that these guys is actually something interesting in the game. But like, and
1: that's what I said. I didn't talk shit about them. Right. I just simply So, said not my company, but why but I brought it. them
0: up is because they don't give a fuck about the big shit. They make enough. <laughs> And then I started looking for it and I realized everybody that you're looking for makes enough without the system. So we're not actually getting exposed to them because they're just like, yo, I got a million fans. I might. And I'm yeah, like, it's say it's word. Video, right? That's what's happening to great music in that like whole era.
1: Okay, so, so you said earlier, right? With Now everybody has access to stuff that allows you to just put out music to a quality that, you know, decades ago to you would have to know somebody. You'd have to be let into a studio. You would need the funding for that. Now that everybody can make music, it really does become oversaturated and over flooded. And it's a lot harder to find those artists that I guess in previous generations due to the gatekeeping would have been filtered through and only the best, but we might've lost some greats in that era because somebody did the gatekeeping a little too hard and they
0: didn't make it through. And in, in in the same way, there's probably people within this realm of what I call melodic trap that like actually are amazing and say shit but get overshadowed by people that are gonna feel certain and so like i've come across some of these dudes man and i'm like oh say word or like you know what's crazy just on a little tangent is in mexico a lot of the street music is really melodic ballad shit so it's kind of like hip-hop in regards to the content a little bit sometimes but like it's super singy and it's like so it's like I hear what you're saying about the poetry. I just think that like there was this wave in 2017 to like 19 that was super like pushing a narrative, and then COVID hit, and it was like this okay. great reset on music. Cause yo, right, first of all, look at the 2020 Grammy noms. I mm-hmm. who's who what they were they were like all poetry, like Royce the Five Nine, bunch of dudes like that. Like right, and then the whole the year,
1: think, right? yeah.
0: And then, like, the whole year has just been guys who are old school spitters making headlines, and you haven't even heard about. You know what? I heard about Uzi Vert. He bought a planet and got a jewel in his head. These guys aren't doing shit right now. Um, Right, 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 right. So, like. Here's the
1: thing I want to just. Yeah, I want to quickly interject so people don't get the wrong idea. I don't necessarily dislike music that has auto tune on it. One of my favorite songs that just came out recently Post Malone, Motley Crue. I fucking love that song, bro. And I on paper you haven't heard it dude check it out if you talk, if you talk about hype liddy music you know with all this fucking auto-tune stuff that's what you'd be listening to so and on paper I should fucking hate that song it's completely soaked in auto-tune mm-hmm. the beat not super unique but just hey he brings a little something to it where I'm like I don't hear any of these other dudes doing it quite like this and if they were to try and replicate it it would not be this this is distinctly Look, below so it's
0: I it with what I like. you're saying um, I feel like there's definitely dudes that are doing it distinctly them, and we don't maybe understand the, dis- the difference. That's like a possible. Because sure, yeah. like yeah. I tried to like wrap my head around street music from different places just as the album reviewing because you get into like, you know, you fucking Freddie Gibbs, you get into like Griselda and all this shit. And then you realize you don't understand what the fuck they are talking about. Like at all. I don't understand it. Like, you can't because they're literally using slang that's from Buffalo and shit. And you're like, oh, oh, that's shit. like
1: Wu-Tang, too. Eventually, you got to learn it, right? You no, bro, Canada, like,
0: like they go out of their way to make sure you don't know it because you're not supposed to know it. Like, if you're not from there, like you get to hear the music. But West right. Side Gun, don't give a fuck if you want to, He goes and makes fun of the fact that genius is wrong all the time. Right. Like, right. And then, like, so not everyone or like you take a dude like um, what's his name? your old Drug who like basically right. cease and desisted genius and had all his lyrics pulled. Because nah, really? if you can't overstand it, it's not for you. And there's a lot of people who have, like, these just subtexts that I don't understand. I don't always understand, like, what the fuck yeah, people are saying. sometimes that's
1: just them yanking their own fucking dick, man. Sometimes yeah, it's not all, flying you're... over anybody's fucking head. You just fucking, it wasn't that great to begin with. If it doesn't connect, it doesn't connect. There's no, like, oh, you just don't get it, man. I've noticed that quite a few comments I like got in a certain little group recently. and uh, Anyway. You know what I'm talking about. I can't.
0: I'm not even going there.
1: <laughs> I'm not going there either. I'm just mentioning, I'm like, like, there's a lot of times when people might think, this shit is just fucking immaculate. Fuck, I might be one of them, but there's a reason why it hasn't exploded with a certain demographic of people, or even just people th- attaching to it. I might not understand why such a large grouping of kids and younger people gravitate towards someone like a little yachty. I'm probably not meant to, and that's you okay. Huh?
0: Did you did you read a lot, like books? Yeah. That's maybe a huge shift. And for me, like, keep in mind, I'm a a language dude, bro. I took the 48 Laws of Power and I wrote a verse. That's the 48 Laws of Power and Order. Like, I'm into that shit. I
1: like shit like that, right? Me too. I did lots of it. Guess
0: what? Nobody cared when I did any of this shit. And I was like, oh, I don't mean it like nobody cared because it was bad. Actually, people told me it was really good. But I realize, like, Alphabet Slaughter by Papoose is a song you listen to once. And the only ever times you listen to is to show your homies.
1: Just go somebody else. I was just going to bring that up. But then there's songs like, if you've never heard this song, Holden, when this interview is done, you need to listen to it. Rewind by Nas. I actually
0: Have heard, you heard it. That? Um, I heard it for the first time recently, but I haven't really given the new album a chance yet. I haven't. I'm not no, it's there. it's not on the new project. Oh, it's say not. word.
1: This is an older song. Okay. I, I want to say it's off Stillmatic. If I'm wrong, Nas fans do not... Then I probably
0: have it. heard it, but I need to, like, refresh which one it is. Okay. Um. But Anyway, yeah.
1: What I'm saying is, a song like that, bro, nobody else could do that because fucking Nas did it and it was not done before. And... It might be in the same category of like you said. You needed a whole verse about forty-eight laws of power, and nobody gives a fuck.
0: But well, I don't know that they don't give a fuck. It might be possible they do, and I just haven't promoted it, and it's possible. So let's let's exactly. put it out there. People like may care. This
1: fucking song, dude. Like the entire song is as if somebody turned the reverse fucking. The, the entire song is moving backwards through time, and the way he does it, you're just fucking. Your brain is shitting its pants because it's all still connecting, and you're literally seeing the story unfold and rewind nuts that's the kind of music i fucking like bro when i sit and listen to it and go this person is literally was born to do this to create this nobody could do this this is like historically oh my god
0: i just i like music that i just don't fuck know man like i like music like that i don't like to listen I to music like that down, frequently I just, like you know, i, I realized my habits changed right so yeah here's when i listen to music so eulogy is my interview guy i gotta bump eulogy shit. so there's a lot of that in my life a lot of new music in my life like i fuck lot ton it's constant for like five years now um then it's like when i'm at work trust i don't really want to be going down like story fucking songs of fucking serious shit or whatever oh, concepts because i'm at work then i'm listening to music on my cycle I kind of also don't want it when I'm on my cycle. And then I realized there's no environment in my life right now that has me doing anything but fun music. So it's changed me. It's making me feel differently about music because, yo, it's like I honestly would rather be like, I really give you cry. On my cycle, cruising down the street. Yo, I fucking love that song. It's my number one listened to song in 2017. Spotify tries that he sounds amazing. I can't justify any other song that he does to that level. But like, yo, on my psycho is his best song.
1: That's probably the one where I'm like, okay, you know what? I can actually listen to this. But the song. rest of
0: that album was cohesive. And that's what was crazy. It was like a really well structured concept album about the heartbreak with and I'm like, okay, I, I love that shit. I love a well constructed album. I'm a geek for anybody that can do a sixteen track concept album and hold it. Okay, like people can't do that. Okay, like People are very yeah, not good at that okay. stuff. There's
1: been a lot of people. I don't think... Lu- <laughs> you tell me, you've made a concept yes,
0: album? Yes, I've reviewed it. I'm able to say it from this perspective. When, love is Rage 2. The one that that song I'm is on. Definitely.
1: Besides just being about love. That's no, not exactly it's about a his... Album. It's just, it's
0: about his girl. particular. The story of their breakup and their tumultuous. It's all about a particular girl. It's like a fluid like progression of shit. I really appreciated it.
1: I'm going to have to watch, like, a YouTube fucking breakdown of this because I just
0: have a hard time believing that. I know, and I'm not going to say that you're going to like it after. I'm going to say that when I I checked it, I was not, like, into it. Like, I don't know if I actually reviewed it or I listened to it and decided not to because I couldn't be, like, nice to it because it took me a while to get to this place I'm at. Like, honestly, I was like, fuck that shit for a long time. And then I realized, yo, if I'm being objective to my own standards, then Lil Uzi... That's why I added to my own standards there. Then, like, Lil Uzi Vert really delivered on that project. Okay? Like, really well. And I don't think a lot of people can even say they can deliver on one concept for a project like that. And so, big, big respect to me for him. On that one track? Bro, that was the song of the summer. Fair enough. Like, that's... I don't deny that. I don't deny that. So, I don't know. I don't even remember why that came out. But, yo, so on all my cycle... I'm gonna be bumping something like that right because like yeah. i mean actually i stopped listening to as much of the some of the harder shit because it's like yo you can't always like yo sometimes it's like broad day at two in the middle of the street you're like i mean i can but like you know and you start like thinking about shit a little differently in, in your 30s maybe maybe it's because i'm in my 30s and i'm actually like surrounded by parents and like we're at the park with my boy today and he had his right. kid there and i'm like okay there's children you know like Goody Mob, though, I'd play, no problem. Goody Mob comes on, it's actually a good time.
1: Yeah, bro. Yeah. But like, Goody Mob, fucking any occasion.
0: But they had, like, that upbeat, dancey vibe to it. And mm-hmm. they were, like... So- that era of the South is one of the best at combining deep poetry with, like, shit you really want to listen to.
1: There you go! That's my entire point! That is the the... You bring both the best of both worlds. That's the music I want, man. Outcast, another great example. Nice. If you want to sit there and, and deep dive into the lyrics, you unravel crazy shit. You're like, yo, Three Stacks is talking about some ill shit. But if you want to cycle back a little and turn your brain off and just listen to the, the funkiness of it and kind of the baseline and how the song unfolds and you just want to sing along to the chorus, all those songs still function the same way that to me is the fucking holy grail right there when you really combine it the right way what you're talking about the songs by guys like little uzi vert i'm sure have a little too much of that listenability factor but from my brain not enough of like what's being said what can i dig into you
0: also don't like right? emo rock Fuck my bitch you just gotta add out. that caveat in i love emo i don't mm-hmm. just like it i have to be honest like it got me through high school Bro, Like a
1: dabble, sure,
0: yeah. so like when I mean I like to wine to my shit, if I have a good wine, I don't need I don't <laughs> like need. It. Wine. But like so like, to me it's like we, because we established that I definitely think it's just not connecting with you in a way that maybe if you had fucked with you know other kinds of shit differently you might have like felt differently about I it as an, an adult. Phase, bro, but that
1: shit still is like of a higher class.
0: No, I still have it's an emo, like, emo like, phase my guy. Evil. I like. Well, I, don't, I don't know, man. I guess I got in a little peep and it revived me. And that guy's a master at this shit. He I don't, can,
1: I don't mind little peep, man. That's the thing. I feel like he actually made music that was a little bit more of a higher quality. Yeah, and he on paper he's just yeah soaked in auto tune and sort of like.
0: He yeah, it's, it's like on paper stuff. it's really weird because it's, it's really it's hard auto
1: tune like one eighty two over trap beats.
0: But like well, at the end possible. of the day, his not writing possible. was super simple super repetitious he made every word choice count it was almost like you could picture him being super high and trying to write it with the least number of words because that's as much expressiveness as you wanted to put into the moment and then you like to me it got me thinking differently like how do i love these little peep songs that have 38 words in the whole song and i got 171 words in the second verse of lose (laughs) weight
1: Well, again, fuck, it depends what you're trying to communicate, right? In one of his songs, he's not going to, un- in 38 words, you're not going to unfold some, like, great concept for people to latch onto, But you could unfold a lot of emotion. But I, I, I do
0: it of, in the uh, in the chorus. In the chorus, I deliver the entire concept of the song. And then everything else is just expanding on it, right? Like, so... Right, he,
1: but it's, he, it's detailed, right? And it's like, it's that's like saying... uh so I don't is, know, like, Billy Jean. Would Billy Jean be as good of a song if you didn't hear the verses and only heard the chorus about Billy Jean is not my lover? The verses give context.
0: It's all of, she, yo, she, but, she, I, she, yo, even on that one, I didn't even know what the words were until, like, my 20s, 30s. I didn't care, late 20s. I didn't, I never cared except for the chorus. You know why? Because the delivery on that song is so good. That, like, you right. get encapsulated with actually a great example. I don't give a fuck about half of the words of a lot of those songs. I never learned them. I don't know them. I, I half the time I just jack the flow and I make up words in my head to patch it in what I think it is. And then I learn what the words are later on. So if All I right. treat, so in this, yo, I'm actually a shitty fan like that. I, that's, that's a confession. But like, so I'm like thinking <laughs> about it, like with Michael Jackson, if that's what I'm doing, I like, I remember, like, at one point as a full ass adult being like, Holy shit, she got pregnant with his kid, right? Like how many times have I heard the song? Yeah. Yeah, and so, dude. yes, it's there, but that is not at all what got me into it. Boom, boom, and then the owls and shit like that. It's like actually yeah. the fillers and the ad-libs and the way the beat and the groove and the way he's so perfect in the pocket and all the shit that I think Lil Yachty's pretty good at, actually, is what brought me into a Michael Jackson. And you could say, yes, when the words are... Th- let, me, let me follow up. You're going to like where it goes. When you delve into the words of Billie Jean, you're left completely fulfilled and you want to go back to this song again and again. And I yeah. do not think there are very many tracks by these people I'm defending that are that replayable. But I also don't think there are many people that make replayable tracks of the tier of Michael Jackson in, in history.
1: There you
0: go. So, yes. But to say there's no skill was the only part i really cared about
1: i'm being i'm being yeah i'm being over i mean dramatic with that it takes you know you got to be able to fucking report and keep in time and all that but i feel like it's the engineers on these guys parts that get way more of the credit than say let's not even bring michael jackson in though because that's fucking
0: crazy, what about the dudes like- that are the engineers on their own shit doing it what yeah. if you're the engineer doing it then doesn't that make it completely different if you're the engineer engineering like my boy shvelly does this yeah. he is debatably so, not I the, mean, so do I, Yeah. When but then he, engineer, he does the a stop. lot of the auto tune and he splashes all this stuff over it and he, he just he's really almost more into how he can do a take and manipulate it than he is into delivering the like I'm not saying it doesn't deliver the best take but it almost feels like the engineering elements of the song are more interesting to him as a songwriter than the songwriting
1: I mean, that's gonna be problematic when it comes time to do a live show but i i feel that I
0: actually feel that. he came through and he did yeah. his shit. we have it on camp they held it down they did their thing i got always his- so how
1: much how much then how much was he actually doing in the? no he he
0: i mean it didn't like sound well he his live was proper he was just dry vocals on the live and he delivered the track it doesn't have to sound the same if you can deliver the track
1: that's what I was saying. So you almost don't need any of that fancy, fancy extra shit. Yeah, I feel but like then most it's of like dudes rely on that crap, that's, and there's mm. If you were to strip all that post-production engineering stuff, most of the dudes would sound like a fucking so, embarrassment on the fucking track.
0: But the thing is, is it's aesthetics, right? It's like, why do some people like oil paints, and why do some people like past? I'm, I'm just, I don't actually know that I'm not about painting. Other paint types. So like, acu- right. acrylic. Acrylics a paint type, I think. Anyway, so you have all these different stylistic choices that I think are in question, and why do some people like that? I don't know, because stylistically, sometimes you want to be wavy, and sometimes you don't want to be wavy.
1: Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I'm just saying, though, man, like, a lot of these guys, there's a reason you can't do, like, a fucking, but for the most part, an acoustic version of a lot of these trap songs. You're not going to see Future sit down and do an entire set, like, there's dudes from the, the music I like to listen to. You can strip it down to its barebone elements. Like, I would have loved to see a sort of acoustic version of Billie Jean by Michael Jackson with like a live band and all that stuff. That would have been incredible. A lot of these dudes, what the fuck would Exo Tour Life sound like as an acoustic version? And that's where I feel like it's really telling of how much these guys
0: love. Bro. Like, bro, I rap that cool. song in the shower all the time. So. To me, but that's you
1: remember while you rap it, it's playing in your head. No,
0: actually, I like well, I do. I do it like vocally. I try really hard. Actually, that's one of my practice effect songs. So what I like to try to do is practice vocal effects I hear because um, like I figure the closest I can get with my voice, the less my engineer has to do, thus I'll save money. Right? Okay. Because yeah. I don't want to learn to engineer, right? I just the delo- yeah, no, yeah. like. I hear that. So like, I really actually do what I can to like emulate. The effects he puts on his voice while i like it's you know my girlfriend suffers sometimes because oh god
1: <laughs> oh man but like but like it's true
0: but i got i got better but it's like hour
1: long sour of you wailing along that's nah, never that bad
0: it's weird. more like 10 minutes but like yeah there was a phase where it really was that song for because yeah. like every day actually to enunciate it with this the sauce he puts on his flow not the effect the enunciation he does is really hard and I, I got fascinated by it not not the effects this is the part where if you're like listening past the effects you're like oh say word he's still so like
1: that we need to find a dry acapella if you can pull me a dry acapella, I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll get nah, to get
0: you here. just gotta like consider like every dry acapella you've heard. There's like then here in the mix is after, and you're like, okay, there's just shit you can't engineer, right? Like the the lisp or something, or the the specific. Yeah. It's that shit that I found he was yeah. really like interesting on that got me into it too. And then his flows fucking early in the, in the reminiscent of what drill would become. Like, and I really like that shit a lot too. I really like the flows on drill music so that is yeah. a caveat so like I kind of fuck
1: with Pop Smoke man that's the funny thing Pop Smoke's one of my favorite artists out of the, of the last like three years
0: you want to know I'm a full confession Smoke, I think I heard my first Pop Smoke song in the last like three weeks nah I fuck, I fuck with his voice his voice is incredible but like it just never worked out like that but like that yeah. whole like construction of flow like it's really I'd argue it's really easy to look at drill and be like that shit's whack if you don't really understand the culture of drill music
1: yeah, no, but I really, I feel like I say that way less with drill music than something like these fucking fruity pop fucking, pop tart fucking, auto-tune soap dudes with the little multicolored dreads and the purses and the fucking, like, whatever the fuck they do, man. That shit is so fucking not for me, man. That's funny. I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. And it, just seeing so many people drooling over and be like, oh my God, this guy is just like so artistic with it and i'm like okay well i have to check this out again and i've given it so many tries and i just sit there with
0: that You're not, you know you might expression. you might not like it too and that's also just like part of it i think people push back because of the like humoristic grandiosity of your response to it sorry what do you mean like if you were not like that's no skilled music this shit's other skilled music and you worded it differently like And and just as an example, I don't fuck with that. I get it. It's not my shit. I don't think anybody would push it beyond that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but some of that, it's just you just, just, you know, you see maybe, like, news articles and top whatever lists and all this stuff, and I'm just like, holy fuck, how are these dudes being compared in any fucking which way to guys that are like, actually, I could never see myself in 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 the next decade achieving their level of skill and that's again not downsizing what i do or downplaying what i do but like just whoa legendary and then these fucking kindergarten dudes you know
0: it's paola i mean that's the answer to your question like i was watching noray on drink champs with the mickey fax episode and he was mm. like describing paola before paola like or the older version of playlisting and how you would find The curator guy and he would get you to the right radio stations and shit so like yo so so here's the thing at work sometimes we receive um emails from like major tech news publications and they they give us like solicitation price packages for how much it costs to be on the site so the way this shit works is if you want to show up hiring googles and shit like that especially if there's bad press about you if there's bad press about you one of the strategies is to out compete on these keywords by paying off people like i'm not going to say tmz but like that sphere but like a tiered down because tmz is kind of legit so like i know it's weird but they're kind of legit so like the tiered down from tmz though you can just probably pay them like 500 bucks to get a bunch of articles written so you run this gambit so there's somebody in somebody's team that's just paying people to write about this shit and then you go talk to a lot of pure artist types I'm gonna put you in that category cause you want that like threshold of artistic dopeness which is a compliment yeah. to like your perfection and you hear it in your music um Thank you. the way y'all approach marketing and promo and like paying for shit is mad different than the way the next dude might
2: oh yeah
0: Nine times out of ten. And that's what it comes down to. Like, yo, I'm pretty sure if like you and I were to go out there and come up with a fifty K budget plus plus the ROI, like the merch, the this, the that. Like, it's doable. It's just a lot of us get so caught up in shit that we never really like pursue that side of the game. Whereas Mans who maybe is trying to pop on a trendier sound or whatever, who does that side of the game. Well then it kinda creates a pocket of the internet where after a decade of really shitty media coverage really shitty yeah. I have no problems with putting a lot of blame on the media. Some of the shit I see hip hop DX making the clickbait titles is like, yo, bro, like I like you but like like I would love to work for you one day like you but like man your titles are kinda like wild. Like why is mm-hmm. that news? It's why part is of the that game. News? No, I, like,
1: I like what you're saying, yeah, with the with the trendiness aspect, yeah, like I can see how Maybe what I'm focusing on is because, yeah, it's just being fucking heavily pushed and presented and stuff. But, like, I know a lot of these dudes, man, there's, like, maybe one or two songs for some of these artists. So I'm like, shit, there we go. There's something that a sparkle of light in the in the sea of just, like, um, generic, been there, done that. Like, there are, I want these dudes just making unique music that's true to them. And maybe that is what they're doing. And I'm just well, not lashing up to
0: it. I think but, it's because a lot of people, I know it's going to sound wild but I would rather make money not crazy yes. money. I don't yeah. even mean crazy money. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, if I had to behind the scenes, write some shitty music for people and that would like get me, I mean the drivelist, whatever, everything you hate.
1: Well I'm down to write for other people. Sure. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. so
0: like contributing yeah. to everything that we're complaining about. Like if somebody really put an offer in my face that was like proper, proper, Yo, bro, I'ma contribute to the poison as much as anybody else does. Cause why, like, at this point in my like, yo, it's shit isn't getting easier in Canada. We have like an right. election all of a sudden. <laughs> like, all of a sudden. I don't know if the yeah. campaign signs are up in your part of town, but it like hit me today. I don't see yet, they're not really. up in my part of town, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's Trudeau's face is up again.
1: No, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yeah.
0: Bro, I can- <laughs> Yeah, I can
1: see that. Yo, like, what's that, bro? Let me give,
0: let me grab a quick beer. Yeah, do your beer thing. Break. All right. Meanwhile, we're gonna prep something for when he gets back, because uh, believe it or not, there's like a, a thing we have to discuss with Mister Eulogy. Is it this screen? And I need to click this button. Boom. There, that's my screen, and I'm gonna run this clip right quick. Because oh, if, you know
1: what? If you're doing some, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the bomb. Well, to I'm, you I'm gonna,
0: Yeah, you could, you'll be like not so visible. But yeah, we are doing something right now. We're gonna watch a little video because it's just one of those nights. Eulogies. What part twos are? They're not the same as the part ones. They're just not the same experience at all. All right. Let me know when you're back. What up? I'm hitting the the button over here. Whoops, wrong place. Boom. This is a clip we have that we need to watch. It's called JS No Regard Challenges Eulogy to a Rap Duel. (laughs) Because allow me to be clear. JS was not happy. And we're going to do this. He was not happy that he did not win the lose weight contest. And being one of the top six entries was not enough for him. He felt that. And his entry, very good entry. Your entry? Very good entry. End of the day, Eulogy's entry is the winning entry. So believe it or not, this man was a little tipsy in my apartment going on for a minute. Then we do an interview to promote his documentary because whatever, whatever, this guy just fucking rented out the movie theater and had a profitable event with his documentary screen. I I saw that, man. I was paying
1: attention to that. And I'm like,
0: okay. And his music, I love it. So I like both your shits. Completely different worlds. So then we got this moment right over here. Let me click that button.
2: This is ours.
0: Point of no regard. That's the point. And the point you're making is what it is.
2: Oh, and by the way, I gotta like, cut this clip and use this. Holden robbed me on that uh, lose weight it was no challenge. Error. And uh, let's make a fun competition. Who won? It was, it was eulogy. Eulogy? All right. Yeah! Eulogy. Let's... Uh, Let's drop a 16 or a 16 or a 32. Let's do a little something competitively and see who uh, who comes out better. Maybe Holden can put it up as a little contest on his page of just undilutedly who has the best verse. It doesn't got to be lyrically the best verse. It could be beat. It just all-around package that's you delivering something, I'm delivering something. Shout-out to you for winning, but I know this guy robbed me. We got to cut this clip and we can post it. Let's make something fun out of this, eulogy. Eulogy Don't this was, make this my eulogy
0: Eulogy, this was unscripted on my end I had no idea this was coming This just popped up Alright, we'll get it Yo, straight up, Bonnie And Bonnie, know when I
2: win, I want my money from that last contest I lost <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but
2: yeah, man, let's do something fun for the culture, Eulogy Let's make it happen
0: Just to add to it Bonnie has now written battle bars at Eulogy in the past That also happened yeah so yeah.
2: some on the hook?
0: You, you could probably get bonnie in that it could be like i'm just saying it could happen he's you know willing to do it Ooh. eulogy's gonna be like what the fuck but yo respect eulogy <laughs> i can't wait to see your participation in this shit
2: yeah man let's make it happen quality let's doesn't let's even happen. matter let's just go who has a harder verse good old hip hop Now right, you make a little something out of I it here, make here's a what's up
0: i'm gonna have zero you know? part of the judging so that i don't have to listen to any part of the black <laughs> I don't want you there anyway there we go <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to spectate this and host this motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, eulogy, let's do it. Could we
2: get some judges? Maybe we get like a panel. No, we'll get a panel. Like, we can make Yo, this a little
0: something.
1: It's not just one person.
0: Have like three, four judges. Eulogy can bring like two judges. You, know? you, bring, like, two judges, you bring like two judges and I'll, I'll find... Nah, a... we don't bring the judges. Neutral no, we don't bring judges. judges. I'll Neutral. go find people that are unrelated to... Unrelated to us. Exactly.
2: No bias. Bang, bang, niggity.
0: Like, Willie Scandals, don't give a fuck. He'll be unapologetic, 100%. Bro, we could just get Skin Deep up. Behind the (sighs) suit podcast. See am kidding. I uh, was like, get Skin Deep there. Skin Deep? I don't know if he'd be a judge. Yes. I wonder
2: if he
0: would be. I wonder if Skin Deep would be a judge. Skin Deep's got a very powerful sense of opinion. He is not afraid to tell me what's up. So yeah, officially that came out, and then I forgot to like release the clip, and then I was supposed to do yeah, it during a challenge. It's not alive. out yet; it's still unlisted. So we've, we've been holding the clip, and then I was supposed to I was supposed to do it and bring the, the the contest thing, but I was distracted by something that you mentioned in your verse, and that distracted me, and I didn't end up actually. Uh, pursuing that moment the way I should have. It is what it is. So then we realized, oh, shit, the, the eulogy interview is coming. What an amazing time. And then, like, theoretically, we can make, like, a clip out of that, this moment that encapsulates the other clip. <laughs> I like it. Hey, we'll see people. how it sounds if it works, Chris. Don't necessarily do that if it sounds like ass. Um, yeah, if you accept this challenge, we can, like, negotiate out a bunch of terms, you know, figure it out i make it like a thing uh find some judges and i thought that would be like since you we were going away a great time to bring that up because yo if i forgot again oh my gosh oh, i would dude, ne- <laughs> you would you, yo this guy sends me voice yo this guy's meticulous sends me fucking voice messages yo in. remember that thing that you said this particular thing i want it <laughs> and i'm like oh say word you're like the only guy that actually care that much and i'm like yeah. Fair enough. Technically, I owe him an album review or something one day.
1: technically, motherfucker. That was one of my prizes for that shit.
0: So <laughs> that's a, a technicality. It's a technical yeah. thing. It's like a, yeah. it's like a technical fucking detail yeah, yeah. in life.
1: Oh, don't worry. That's coming. I'm cashing that in pretty soon, man. I don't think I'm gonna do it on the three track EP because that's just that just be too quick of a fucking nut to bust. But that project I got coming out with the Prime Synthesizer producing it, it's gonna be about nine or ten songs. So that's probably gonna be the one I'm gonna cash it in on. So that's probably that's gonna amazing. be somewhere closer to next springtime.
0: I'm. There's no guarantees as to how close to the date it is. It's just a guarantee that it happens.
1: That's it. I might. Uh, I might. I might send you like an early reviewers package version of the album then before I even that put would it up. simplify
0: that would... things. And then we'll figure exactly. it out. We'll figure shit out um those are all whatever's but yeah uh but
1: going back to the challenge i in.
0: let's go i think let's it would do be it. super no good. regard
1: i, I accept
0: Chase, no regard gets it i told him that we're doing it today i told him today's the day that's gonna you're getting to find out about it as for how to do the challenge we'll find a new person for the beats even i'm sure there's one of these other beat makers that can throw in a beat for this a, yeah, yeah. a new person, uh, find some judges. You know, maybe like, yo, maybe like what we do is we find judges that are from different places. Every judge has to be from a different city, and that okay. would make it like super fucking spicy, as like, uh, because right that way, like, how could anybody control the bias? And through my interview quest, I can pull that off. Um, okay. and then yeah. that I would that. that would be like the fairest way to do the judging. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Well, maybe cool man Logan could be a judge, but he wouldn't be the first one I'd go to as a judge. Right. You know when you know somebody's taste of music and you know how they criticize music, and you're like, I don't know if you'd be as objective as I want to put my stamp on as a judge, <laughs> which is right, fine. Right, right, okay.
1: See, that's, man, a lot of times I feel like with any panel of judging, man, especially in, like, recent contests I've been a part of, I feel like sometimes, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but... A judge shouldn't necessarily be picking their favorite entry in terms of, like, what they like, right? I get it. That obviously influences it, but it's tough. to And it's tough to be objective about it when music is almost entirely subjective. I don't want to get back into that discussion. No, we, we, we killed that one. You know, sometimes, man, sometimes a judge might pick an entry that they fucks with and not exactly credit the better entry in that regard. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about I've been a victim of this, but I've seen it in some other decision-making stuff, even contests I haven't entered. I'll monitor what the winners are, try and study it and shit like that, and I'll be like, how the fuck did these people These people pick this when, you know what I mean? Bro. And again, it's all opinion and all objectivity. It's so hard to
0: standard. Yo, because judging is weird, yeah. right? So let me tell you a real truth about judging. First of all, my big rule is you have to sleep on that shit. If you don't sleep on that yes. shit, I don't think it's 100% fair. This is my thoughts. Who the fuck am I to tell somebody else how to judge? Frankly, I don't pay people. So they're volunteering. And you, when you work with volunteers in life, you don't get that right. level of scrutiny. But to my opinion of it, I have to Because I know for a fact that at 7 in the morning, I don't feel how I do at 7.55 at night. So, like, all of that That's comes right. into it. And then how my day went is going to impact it. Yo, I used to do these album reviews all the time. So I have a really good like understanding of my mood of my opinion of music. And And then I record a bunch of shit and then I listen to the music after I do the review and I'm like, yo, I sound like an asshole because I don't even agree with myself no more. And it's (laughs) wild how much like shit is so like that. So for me, it's like you got to sleep on it. And then I know that like, I'm not going to catch everybody's bars. That's the truth of it. Because, frankly, I'm not going to listen to your thing more than, like, three times on some, like...
1: That's all it should take, man. Frankly, honestly, I like, don't Spanish have more time.
0: Yeah, and, but, like, that. And so, I do give everybody the at least three times round. But, honestly, I'll make, like, an X next to the ones that catch my attention, honestly, on the first yeah, listen. Because yeah. when you I listen to them 15 in a row you have a good idea which are the ones that stand out to you right exactly and then that. as far as metrics of judging go bro i can't even fucking talk to judges about why they pick entries it's such an annoying ass conversation i can't stand it when people are like bro you picked the wrong person and i'm like hold up how did i pick the wrong person are you trying to say some shit? you know like it gets in some yeah, wild yeah, like shit. and that's kind of what it decision. and it's like bro what do you think is important here? And then it's like you realize shit like everybody just cares about their... And I'm talking the artists. Like, yeah. I don't know how many times I can tell a motherfucker like, yo, don't waste money mixing your shit for this. Like, I don't know how many times I can... But then yeah, when well, yeah, meth yeah. is like, I kind of like the polish more. And he's the only one that even cares a little bit about that. And everyone else doesn't. 80% of people. So it's like, wow, y'all are like focusing on what you see so so like off cam it's like man i don't give a fuck you sound like ass i've been saying that since time i'm like concepts and shit or whatever but like the truth is sometimes it's like yo it's really good but then the guy coming right after you in the list, unfortunately changed my opinion. And then had it been sequence difference, like an album.
1: Oh, no, I was just gonna say that's such a good point, man. The way you fucking listen to I the Which I do
0: linearly. Album. I do it yeah, in it's... order of a time list. Yeah. So that's how it works out for me. But like, the truth is, is I could go back to the fucking volume seven shit and pick three different people today.
1: Right, but that's the nature of the fucking, exactly, man. I'm not just you know I'm not trying to sound like a sourpuss or anything. I'm just saying I feel like the way the only way to combat that is you get more judges.
0: Right. That's why I have five. Well, five to me is fair. And let's be real, Willie Scandals and Lumef are like an apple and a fucking orange. Bonnie's favorite rapper is Iggy Azalea. Bonnie's favorite rapper is Iggy Azalea. Chris Chrome. Probably puts flow over everything. To be real with you, because sometimes he gives me shit back, and I'm going, "Did we listen to the same entries, Chris?" Sometimes not, but sometimes, and then I'm going, "Well, that's pretentious of me, Holden. I don't want to be the guy (laughs) criticizing five minutes ago." (laughs) But like, sometimes I'm like, "What?" He's like, "What can I say?" The flow got me, and I'm like, "Well, it's probably good, Chris. Is that different? Because it adds like this whole." So like, and then I care about what I care about and that's not important. And like, end of the day, everybody like is so fucking different that when I, nobody gives me the same top three in the same order, it really is this like, so it's like, so it's like the one time that uncle Drake Curtis was my top three, whatever was like, fine. And I'm like, I understand why people feel that way. But then it's like, yo, to be fair, everybody has a Montreal skew. Whatever that means, it's a fact. So yeah. everybody that's not from Montreal, what their local thinks is doper is probably at a disadvantage to what our local thinks is doper on some we yeah. are here. And there's all these other factors that really go into contest. I can't win a fucking uh, bars of death contest. Just look at what they make and look at what I make. It's like, nah, it's never going to happen for me. Why? Because right, right. I'm never going to put the time yeah. in. Yo, these guys like put... Eight times as much time into their shit, for real, than I do. Whereas, like, yo, I'm okay with Instagram whip a sixteen contest. I'm never gonna win them, but I'm okay, you know. But then it's like you realize the level, and then I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, each of these contests expects different cultural norms that go with Mm -hmm. them, and whatever. And it's like, if I'm doing all that, I'm gonna make my own music.
1: I feel that, man yeah, yeah I can agree with
0: that No but oh, I yeah. mean I'm not even shitting on the contest I if if I was like 6 years ago I would be all over this shit like oh, all yeah. over this yeah, shit you,
1: Yeah you don't got the time you got other fucking prospects now
0: Yeah I feel
1: that like, I feel that like, man it's about yeah what's what's going to be most beneficial right for I me,
0: thi-
1: that's, for me that's like a main fucking outlet where I'm able to be like you know test test out fucking uh, styles test out demographics see what people gravitate towards and then just kind of like it's all been about the community man honestly in the last like two three years having um dipped my toe and being welcomed into the montreal community man like holy fuck man i've seen some of the best fucking results from not even just people connecting with me through the music but just like (sighs) even know how to put it like it's just developed a lot more man Montreal showed me so much fucking love and like goddamn man shout outs to you guys because that um gave me an entirely new perspective on how to like approach the music and how to uh, how to try to connect with people and how to put it out there and all these things man like fuck
0: yeah that's like dope Yo, elaborate on that nobody says that elaborate
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just mean bro since I have like when I hit you up originally when when um my homie Archaic, he got an album review done by you, and I saw that shit, and I watched the entire thing, and I was like, dude, I really like how this guy breaks this shit down. I like the way, like, it's not one of those, like, 10-minute, really quick fuck, and we just blast through the review of an album. Like, he really sits there and gets down to it, right? That's the complete opposite of, like, how a lot of these other review types do it. And I was like, I need to figure out a way to get this guy to break down my music, because... It's a a perspective I respect. And, you know, ever since that, when I hit you up to do that first review of the Animal Mother EP, and we've sort of connected on it, and then you started doing this contest, and then I've linked up with so many other artists and people who are part of that entire local scene. I'm like, man, like, just. It's all evolved on my side of things now. So shout-outs to Montreal big time, man. Like, you guys do it right over there. It's got that real community vibe that I really wish. So that is um,
0: wild to, little- to hear. I wish more people would hear what you're saying. I would say that maybe you've tapped into some of the shit I'm doing, and there are other people like 514 Online Mix and people who have done it. But, yeah, we're we're still, like, in a super infancy stage learning how to, like, play nice with each other. Like, it, But I'm saying we're learning. Like, I'm saying, like, yo like in the last year i've watched a lot of people's attitudes change a lot of people have gotten humbler a lot of people right. a lot of the young people have stepped the fuck up and said hi we're on instagram and then a lot of us went to instagram and saw them and said oh say word we we were not on instagram <laughs> And it was like i guess a lot of us had like a humility checkup and then a lot of us got old <clears throat> and now we're like trying to reshape it we're trying to <laughs> reshape shit. i find like the millennial era is, like, figuring its shit out. Everyone's, like, figuring their shit out. But we are, if you are, like, blessed in a place where, like, we can just rent a speaker for $50 and then walk into a park and do a performance tomorrow, like, like it is, we, we can do that. And then there's actually yeah. enough foot traffic there to justify the endeavor. And no one's going to call the cops on us if we don't say fuck a lot. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise that that's a viable strategy everywhere. It is maybe a privilege of where the fuck I'm at. But like, so we're trying to make a community out of a lot of these things. And there's a lot of people trying because like, honestly, it hasn't necessarily been as strong as I would love to have seen it. And myself, I used to be that negative nearly hater that was not participating in the scene the way I should have. It's kind of why I'm so like Team Montreal it's almost like right. a compensation for my shittier old self. You know, like I'm an I'm a overcompensate right, 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 kind right, of guy. Right. And then I realized there's so much rich culture. Like, yeah, but if you ever came through, man, I'm sure people here would show you love just on the sounds that you fuck with and what you do. Like, I mean, right
1: why not? Already? that's the thing. I already know without a doubt. If I came through, man, I already got people that showed me bad love. Right. When we do connect, I'm hoping by next summer. Plan some events out there and make appearances man now that i you know this year is going to see the release of a lot of music that i'm proud of and we're actually going to be pushing and it's something we can get up on stage and do
0: how do you there's plan on pushing up. your music in this era
1: honestly man it, it falls into two categories for me how do you push it there's the what you need to be doing and the stuff that's super traditional right for instance um you know You interact with the people, whatever kind of fan base you have. A lot of people say you try to make like an email list, right? So you always have people who have essentially accepted to be part of whatever release you make. You send me an email about it, like a heads up, all this stuff. Um, There's traditional stuff you do, like um, obviously you make your little promo images, you hit up the Instagram, you do a little bit, uh, little preview clips. If an album's coming out, you got to show people teasers and stuff like that. And um, well, for instance, advertising that's paid, right? This is stuff that a lot of people don't do. They're like, "Oh, I'll just post in forums, or I'll post on whatever," and then it'll eventually blow up. No, you got to do targeted advertising, even if it's you know, in the uh, under hundred budget. Man, you can still pay to use Facebook. You can use Instagram. Like people use this stuff for advertising, and once in a while, you might hit exactly the kind of person that hears your music and goes, holy shit, that's what I've been looking for. And that's what has been missing in my, um, with the music I listen to. The second category though, is where it really comes down to like creative, never done before shit that you, if you read and really research your favorite artists or people who have gotten on, a lot of them have some cool little story where they did a promotional scheme or something like, uh, any, you know what I mean? That like people were like, Holy crap. Like who thought to do stuff like that? Right. You know, just like this crazy, like, um, it, it was maybe a really grassroots thing where like they went up on top of a fucking local, uh, establishment and did the first like rooftop concert. They got a lot of people there. Like what I can, I can think of off the top of my head, but that's a little bit more like uh, industry is when Prince was, um, I think doing the, um, I can't remember the name of the album, but he was packaging ticket sales with the album. And anytime anybody bought a ticket to his, like, most recent tour, they got a copy of the album, and that fucking blasted his sales, technically, into, like, a way higher bracket. Just those interesting ways that people flip the um, the norm of the industry. Yeah, there's stuff like that. Those are the two categories, really, for me. There's the standardized parts of, like... Uh, doing your, your your due diligence in social media and ad and advertising and ma- making clips and promo stuff. I was like,
0: category, I like to pretend like I don't pay for advertising, but your YouTube channel is a great example of how I pay for advertising. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: okay, exactly, right? Because like it's got to like,
0: like I don't, eight but... entries
1: for Bridge of the Gap.
0: Yeah. I yeah, mean all your I,
1: socials are on there because I do my I do my work when I'm crediting everybody, everything's in there, all the producers. Y'all shout me
0: out a whole bunch and then like sure. why yo, a year from now, imagine how easy it's gonna be to push Bridge the Gap merch.
1: Exactly. So see this is my this is a great example of what I'm talking about of not necessarily never been done before, but you have to take that extra step and think, okay, I gotta. Yo, I'm like, yeah, I'm stuff. like
0: so anti Facebook ads unless you're selling tickets or merch personally, but that's me. Okay, okay. I mean, I where can I, I, see,
1: I see that? Because I've never clicked on any of those music ads on Facebook. So that's well, a fair I mean, point.
0: it's like check it. <clears throat> Companies put five figure, six figure budgets into the same ad space you're competing for, even with targeted ads, because you're being. Shout out Max, with the follow-up. So you're being, like, targeted, in my opinion, by, like, yo, because you might be targeted as, like, a sports enthusiast by a company with a much bigger budget than the hip-hop guy targeting you, and regardless of keyword rates, I don't actually know. I don't go that deep into paid. It's never been my interest. I'm mad into SEO organic. Now, organic is slow, so most people don't want it. But uh I don't know it's good like for brand reputation if you can come up with crazy organic moves that's when people talk about you so I'm exactly. all with the alternate shit and yo the second I have shit to sell I'm all about that paid shit but I don't I didn't really do a lot with sales in my career I'm more into the yeah. subscription shits and like you know I don't even push that heavy. So, like, maybe I would do a paid ad to push the Patreon. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. But, like, that would be, like, an example of where I would prioritize doing a paid ad. Because then if I put in $100 and, you know, I get te- X number of subscriptions. Yeah. So, like, to me, it makes more sense. Now, branding. But, again, I'm also, like, sometimes I say this shit. But, like, yo know, I have a very clearly defined brand. I have a very huge plan and process. I have multiple things I'm pushing. And I have multiple yeah. albums out. Sometimes I forget that not everybody's at that point in their career. So maybe the advice I offer here should be taken with a huge grain of salt that this is where the fuck I'm at with my career, and I understand that not everybody's at that place with their career, and maybe the moves have to be different at that point. Right. So I just don't want anyone to think I'm just, like, not willing to see the value in, like, running a different gambit. I just don't see it for myself, so I guess I don't try that hard.
1: I hear that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So do you like why would so why would you put a hundred dollars into a song then? I'm just curious why you would do that.
1: Depends on the song. I've yet to do any of that kind of targeted advertising, right? But this is something I'm considering moving forward. If let's say, okay, I put out a song, it's on Spotify, it's on YouTube. Uh, wait two weeks, maybe even a whole month, and see out of what my already established fan base is, along with sort of throwing the the, the lure out into the wide ocean of the internet. In random forums and places that take in music to listen to and submitting it to places like 514 and you know when uh, Willie Scandals does his uh, Backpack triggers and all that stuff right like places like that and then just gauging which which one of these songs really actually resonate with people Okay now potentially do a music video for this. That's what I would probably first put my budget into before I even advertise the thing
0: Okay, I don't hate the YouTube strategy and I can justify that for a different reason um yo, nobody clicks on a video at eighty-five views a fucking past a week. Like it's just nobody does. Like you have to hit a yeah. hundred views to even get any kind of trickle traffic. So there is like a literal threshold where I feel like psychologically people are not necessarily going to do it. So yo, I'm sure that having forty seven thousand fucking views on a video actually has a potential for ROI that is there yeah, down yeah. the line, even if it's not immediate. Yeah. So I'm not so hating I, that.
1: People, they see that number. They're like, oh, everybody okay. else is fucking fucking with it, right? Mm. That's a big thing. Like just, just certain songs I know that have a video and have gotten past, let's say, the 500 view mark. That immediately is an entire different caliber. Now that you're sharing it with people and they click it, like, okay, let's see what the fuck is. So are you
0: saying let's 500s see. were sharing? Okay. 500? For yeah. me,
1: hey, for me, man, my, my highest video right now without any, I've done no, I've zero targeted um, pro- promotional stuff of any kind, all grassroots directly. My highest video with the highest view count is Mad Sounds at about 1,200 views. So that's me. It's pretty stellar so far. But, uh, you know, obviously the, grow, the goal is to grow. So I'm trying to see what worked there, right? But now, anytime I want to share that video, people click on it. It says 1.1K or like 1.2K views, right? That looks a lot more impressive than, yeah, like you said, an 85 or after like two, that's nah, fast. Right? And then they click it, the videos of a certain quality, it's a lot more uh, put together and thought out than just like your your average, let's throw it together just to put it out there and have the music have a visual component. Those two factors, I think, the 1.2K views along with a visual goes a fucking long way. So those are always my two primary I'll investors. I'll give you after, that. Right?
0: I feel like I tried harder with the lose weight video than I tried with my other videos. We got a gimbal and like put some yep. effort into some of the goofy elements we try with it yep. and it, I just checked it's at like 512. I'm like oh say a word it was at like 350 last time I checked uh, there you go. and I mean it is what it is <laughs> right like there is an element to it and I mean I, I have a lot of reasons why right now I don't want to put money into shit because I'm a firm believer of if I can't consistently do it I don't want to it's start not sustainable. it it's not sustainable. and i do yeah. not have that budget over time i know that right i actually budget other things right now and it's worth it like paying chris to chop up these videos and shit oh my fucking god dude like <laughs> oh my god i don't have to video edit anymore <laughs> i do no i haven't had to really video edit this year my life got better like my quality of happiness improve well, that is you
1: continue out the work yeah of course it's gonna happen
0: yeah bro i did all the video editing until i started paying chris and then it was like
1: done deal it's now like... you have an entire yeah free right hand to do stuff yeah. No, yeah i feel that bro but yeah for instance like with my new project that's coming out um the chuckle and eulogy ep i have filmed what has amounted to some promo clips but there's no music video being cooked yet mm. Because I'm waiting and seeing once I release these tracks, is the song that I want to do a music video for gonna react the way I want it to within the first two three weeks, and then I will pay put money into this and make the music video and then push that one harder with targeted ads. There's levels and like thresholds. To Yo,
0: if to you make. were to like go one step further and do a merch drop, I would just say your plan's complete. Cause like the merch drop is where you make back all the investment right like that's really weird. I have merch
1: that I'm sitting on I gotta fucking. no yeah, but like gotta, cause like if you look right at now, like
0: bro. but like it, no, so like yo if you look at like what Jake Paul and them do whatever you feel about them they'll like make the merch drop specific to the video so it's like if you have these campaigns and you almost come up with like a specific merch drop linked to that particular video to exactly. me you're really selling shirts now and yeah. that makes sense to me Okay, like that yeah, makes sense video to me. Is
1: just a clothing commercial almost for that shit, exactly. Even
0: the song, <laughs> even the music video, yeah. all of it yep. is to sell the shirt. That makes sense to me. Like that has like a business case that like yep. I see the value in where, yeah, okay, I got to get my shit on lock. <laughs> But like in general, like that's the kind of thinking where I feel like I don't see that last step where I'm like, nah, I'm like, what do you do after you get your 40k views? Right. Then what? You don't even have a Patreon, yo. You're not getting it on YouTube money. It's not YouTube oh. money. Trust. Like, so what is the follow up? So, like, a good funnel is powerful. Is definitely
1: merch. Hell yeah, man! Like, I got merch sitting right that I'm sitting on right now. What I'm waiting for is to be able to sort of crack through that that sort of minuscule glass ceiling that I'm at right now, where I need to consistently start to draw.
0: May I ask a question related to merch? Sure. if somebody wants to buy eulogy merch right now can they hit you up in the dms and buy your merch
1: yeah but it's yeah that's the thing they can do it direct but i want to set up a service where i don't even have to fucking monitor this anymore because like, people are directing traffic to a site all the shirts are displayed i did an entire photo shoot last summer i got people modeling my stuff and i'm sitting on these photos because i'm waiting for the right time and i think that now that otherwise Known is coming back into the picture and we're releasing music soon a lot of that merch is old otherwise known. It's tour merch, it's merch It's merch from when we were doing our initial run of shirts and hats with the logo on it. It's killer stuff. People have bought it before, just on the fucking look of it before. And um, I'm just waiting for the right time till I can sort of crack that algorithm and formula again to get a video like Mad Sounds to 1.2 views and keep pushing that, recreate the formula more than once. And it's not so much of a crap shoot and uh, you know, lightning in a bottle. You want to make a bottling plant so you can now then replicate it to varying degrees which again is sort of what you do i've noticed a lot remember your buster rhymes uh, mixed, uh, the the newest buster rhymes album right you got like a pretty nice amount okay, of that bucket.
0: was like okay let's just be a hundred percent real that was the luckiest of lucks it is so unreplicatable i have tried to replicate it to fucking sad success of not successing because um google's too smart you can pull it off. The, a lot of these lucky things are like a one-time it, and then you can't because Google knows what my account is. So it knows for a fact that 8,500 people watch that shit for an average duration of one minute and three seconds on a 90-minute video. But what happened was I got it out the day the album dropped. Google hadn't figured out its shit yet. There is a patch like 12 hours where a day where it's not like sure. So it started recommending my video as the third result for Busta Rhymes Extension Elevation Level 2. No, yeah. anything else. The album. I was the third result because the part of how Google determines SEO value is length. This is why my content is long because it makes it last. It makes it like people can still find it in five years because if you don't push that 90 minute, two hour mark, your shit's buried in two years the way trends are going content's getting longer not shorter there's no like the average is 40 to an hour in a lot of communities where it used to be eight right like you when you're seeing eight those are content farms or clips that's the facts of it everyone actually just is on twitch now because that's where the money is and twitch is long form uh so like The way Google saw it is my shit was like slightly longer than like the actual shit. And it just thought I was the album or I was related to the album or a reaction of it or something. And it put me there and I got like 8,000 views. I got $25. Nice. No, but that's it, right? Like when you really run it. So when you look at that 80K, okay, so that's like 250. It's not like shit, but it's also like... Run all the costs that got you that. Run the video shoot costs into this cost into that cost against that gain. (laughs) So it's like, oof. But then nobody watched it. Nobody watched it, dude. That was the part that fucked me up. Like, I mean, I got from comments a sense that, like, 20, 30 people probably checked it max. And the number kind of slowly trickles up. So, Yeah. But like as much as a video with eight hundred, okay, like the difference between like a five hundred to eight hundred video and an eight thousand, as far as trickle traffic goes, is nothing. It's the same shit. You're basically irrelevant to YouTube at that point.
1: Well, my initial comment was more about like you know you see things that succeed, and I see you did say that you tried to replicate it to not as much success.
0: But I, no, I never did Apple it again. The same boat, I, I right? couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't replicate it. Like, it's not possible to do that kind of shit. Like, you might randomly get an 8,000. That's why I delved into it. Because, yo, you can't replicate that kind of magic. It has to be like, that's random. That wasn't right. skill. That was just luck. Now, my ASOP Rock review got like 2k. I'm 100% sure I can go bang out like a fucking ASOP Rock review and get views. Because every ASOP Rock review I did got views. Not all of them hit the 2K, but for some reason, I resonate with Aesop Rock fans more than other people, or maybe I love his music enough to be the right thing they want, but Aesop Rock people fuck with me in a way more so than other communities fuck with me, and that is data proven. And I don't know what it is, dude. Like, I once had somebody's girlfriend hit me up to tell me that their boyfriend fucked with my reviews and was looking forward to my next Aesop Rock review. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's fucking wild. Really? So, like, if he drops, I'm actually okay with the idea of doing a review for the sake of getting some clicks because it might get me 15 but subs see, or something. see, now that's
1: what I'm talking about. You've now figured out that the, the random crap shoots of other artists don't work but Aesop Rock for some fucking reason. But it's all him. It's, years, right?
0: it's not good. Not good enough, but relatively good. Yeah. Good enough is a like, different threshold.
1: <laughs> no, I hear that. But like for me, right, I'm, I'm saying with the bad sounds and the song like that and the video like that, I'm like what resonated with people was it simply just the fact that there's so many people on it and it's a posse cut and I got to be shared by different demographics and different people's uh, friends, groups and all that stuff. That's probably it. The second biggest uh viewed video i think would be sunday afternoon that's in like the, almost 800 and that was again with a feature from providence the poet shout out to him but uh i'm like now this makes you think should i not even be doing videos for songs that don't have other people on them
0: yo you is. should because if you didn't do animal mother which is my favorite <laughs> of your videos i would have been like yo that was the best of your three videos in my opinion straight oh, up
1: Appreciate
0: that. and here's the thing like Your numbers are too small-scale to represent real sample sizes if I'm being truthful.
1: That's true as well.
0: Like That's why I brought up the fucking budgets that I've seen and the numbers that I've seen. It's like, yo, like, a 1,000 is nothing. 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 So it's nothing in the sense of making the kinds of decisions you're trying to make. You might be doing yourself a disservice. Plenty of people get famous without features. (laughs) Or, like, on songs. You you might you might you might sleep on some shit based on your current like planning and testing strategies, right? Not to say that your line of thinking and others otherwise wrong. I'm like, hold up, it's only twelve hundred. It's not like enough to. Yeah,
1: you know, you're actually right, man. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah.
0: Like, but like, I don't know. I, dude, there's a lot of power to visuals, right? Like, I've been dropping all these mixtapes, ain't nobody listening because there's no visuals, Radio. right? And it's yeah, almost yeah. like no here's the thing i believe down the line people are gonna come back to it and it's gonna be a treasure trove so it's a long play for me but i know for a fact that with no visuals and a frequent release schedule like nobody's gonna listen to it
1: exactly you got it needs to happen because people i don't know what it is but if they don't want to listen to a song but they would but they want to see you do the song just so maybe if they do have a negative critique on it they could be like yeah look at this son of a bitch
0: <laughs> I think people want to have faith because back to the um, let's go back actually to the idea of like part of why I'm doing the mixtapes is I don't care if anyone listens to it the fact is I have studio shit coming that's being mixed and mastered and that's going to drop and I'm going to do better promo for it and yes. like actual videos but then I'm still going to keep doing shitty mixtapes I say shitty by contrast of like what's coming and i'm gonna yeah. do features and they're gonna be at like a whole different level and it's gonna be but i'm gonna keep doing it because i think that the only thing i do different than people is really publicly put my work ethic on display you you can't dispute it it's just so much of it's live like literally right live right. for sure and that's a faith building exercise with my community and anybody that wants to support me in my opinion It's the right way to approach the future because you can see I get better, so it's an investment over time because I'll put that work in. No doubt, no doubt. And that's how like I look at how to deal with the noise, like even your contest shit, like you you do it pretty consistently. It's not lost on people that you were even if it's like a, not a large number you know sometimes people comment on your sh- on this shit and i'm like who the fuck are you you've never commented on a thing before i didn't even know you're in the group and they're there <laughs> and they comment like i fucks with eulogy and then like y'all are what? having like 200 person arguments that's not like boring <laughs>
1: right no that was that was live man I like when shit like that happens it actually gives you a sense of the depth of the community and the people that are participating because yeah sometimes the entries have like 8 likes on them but I know for a fact way more people listen to that shit cause the you know
0: yeah I mean engagement is what it is you know how many times I click on people's shit and here's the flow I'm pooping uh it's Facebook and I'm going from the, the fucking feed and it yeah. doesn't go to the YouTube app It goes to the YouTube fucking player thing in the phone. So now I'm not signed in YouTube and I'm watching your shit and I click sign in and I'm like, well, fuck, I'll do it later. And then I don't do it later. (laughs) Do you know how many times that happens to me for people where I contribute to your views and I can't contribute because of how Facebook works on my Android? Just to give an example of, the number of the art tv you ever done this shit on a tv is wild it took me like five minutes to learn how to like a video on the tv because i don't know how people ever use fucking remote controls once upon a time
1: the you can like videos on tv i don't even know that shit i don't even watch tv it's all like streaming services bro well
0: i'm telling youtube videos there's a some oh yeah hidden... oh i see what
1: you with the boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah yeah fuck remotes dude i just want that voice action
0: so that's what I'm Still saying, a- though. Like, how many people might be on a TV or something, or in their car or something? They just can't fucking like it when they watch yeah. it. So, like, there's a percent, or like the way Facebook groups work. I see. I don't know if you see how many people see a post, but I see how many people seen a post. And like, sometimes it'll be like fifty 56- six. Yeah. It'll be like fifty six people seeing the post. I'm like, okay, so that means an actual eight people saw the post, because it counts everything as a seen the post. Yeah. That so doesn't mean, top I, open
1: with that shit,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't mean you've seen shit. You might have clicked a notification and then clicked off because you were like, I'm at work. I don't care.
2: <laughs> Ooh, okay.
0: And so all that. of these things play into the behavior. Facebook is something I'm really knowledgeable about for the non-paid side because I like it's my day job shit. And like I, re- I read the Zucky report every year where he brags about the ways he throttles organic. <laughs> Zucky... Nah, i don't yo. Do you fucks with the talk? Are you on the talk, the TikTok, my guy, the oh, TikTok.
1: Oh. Really? No, I like I'll see videos off TikTok. I don't have one or make TikToks. I understand the, the potential of it, but uh, I don't got the time.
0: Bro, you know what I do? I pull up. I haven't done it in a week, cause I I'm I'm like I got a vacation soon, so sometimes I slow down right before i vacation, cause I'm just like whatever. Right. But, like, I'll pull up my phone, bro, and I'll just make, like, 45-second raps at my phone. And then I'll publish it to TikTok. Right. And then Seb Dread, the homeboy, started TikToking at me. And then Beats by Travis Ray started making songs of our downloaded TikToks.
2: <laughs> Amazing.
0: So see, that's cool. That's the cool. only that's justification cool. I can give you for non-time-intensive ways that it could be interesting. And then you go out and I tag Eulogy, and I'm like, good morning, Eulogy. I see you over there. I hope you have a good day doing some carpentry shits. Go get it, get it, get it. And then that's it. I tag you. Boom. Then you see that. You're like, come on, Holden. I told you to fuck off with tagging me on this TikTok you know You know? And then, like... Travis Ray grabs that and makes TikTok drama <laughs> you know like you know, that's how like But I've had the wrong
1: preconceived notion of what uh, you know TikTok's all about
0: it was about what you probably think it's about the only other caveat to TikTok is it's gonna know what you like and it's creepy weird how accurate TikTok is so it is like really easy to lose 20 minutes of your life in TikTok
1: yeah that's already like Instagram man that's why I'm kinda like I don't need another one but of
0: Uh, look both of those platforms have powerful ways to be used i don't actually go to my feed in instagram i never go to my feed and i try hard not to go to my for you page on tiktok but like the content creation side of it like i don't know Oh,
1: it's versatile, absolutely i agree with that hell yeah
0: and uh, man like it's like from a posse perspective like there's so many collaborative efforts that could be done via tiktok
1: right i feel that it's not a um, bad
0: call, man. Yeah. That's why I was curious if you were like open to coming to the the talk that I see. I like to call it the talk because I'm in my thirties.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What do you mean the talk, bro? I've never even heard it referred to that." As... <laughs> but yeah, man, that's not a bad idea. Because, like I said, with this these new releases coming this year, this is when I'm really going to be trying yeah. to like because uh, the caliber of it to push it in different ways. Are you
0: gonna put it all on Spotify's and shit?
1: Yeah, that's happening soon because like, I just got to get all that shit set up. I'm going to be doing that maybe tomorrow, man, because I got the day off. And uh, I just need to get it all set up, get myself registered for all that stuff. And then these new releases because, as you know, Animal Mother was an exclusive YouTube run because all three tracks had videos. I tried to make it all about the visual, whatever, whatever.
0: Would you put, put those tracks on on Spotify now that like time's gone by? Because I can tell you one I probably thing.
1: will. I probably will. Because like, if that uh, was on Spotify, I'd
0: listen to it more.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Okay. Bro, I mean, YouTube's app is trash. So like, it's I'm true. A, and
1: that's what I was just gonna ask: Is it because of the ease of use of Spotify? Yeah. Bro, I pay 100%.
0: fifteen dollars a month for Bonnie and I to have premium accounts, and this is two things. One, if your music's on Spotify, I can literally help you get bank on that shit. What I mean is, right. I'm an unapologetic run it up gang motherfucker now. So everybody that right. pays for Spotify, we all should really call out more on this run it up gang shit. But like this whole shit guy posted i'm like all right cool i'm gonna go give him a couple hundred spins because i didn't right. like the number it was at sometimes like at one point three of us were trying to compete to get w- which one of my songs we wanted to be my top song on the like fucking list yeah. of like it sh- and i'm like this is the best thing i've ever seen let's pedally spin my songs more please so you end up doing right. shit like right now as we're talking Oh, apparently I'm playing the Liddy Montreal playlist because I wanted to have my playlist show up on everybody's stats again. But typically, like, I run – yeah, so I'm playing that playlist right now. Everybody's going to get a spin. gives everybody a monthly listener. But, like, I basically ran my own music to the point where it's, like, 2,000 sometimes streams in a week, 3,000 streams in a week because every 1,000 streams is $3. And if I do it enough, I pay for my Spotify. And then now I have to split a bunch of shit with beatmakers, So we need even more numbers. So it's like, yo, fuck that. You're not actually listening to music, Bonnie. You best be running it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man.
0: That's then, a good To me, it's like, I wish more people would jump on board with it. But I see, like, people are doing it. Like, there's a playlist I'm part of where I'm sometimes posting this next group. Like, yo, I just ran through the playlist. Because I'm on it. And then it goes yeah. up two three monthly listeners, gives me a co- And that's really what I care about is how can I kind of socially engineer the statistics I want via tactics I can control yeah. without paying for advertisers.
1: That's dope, dude. See, that's the kind of shit I'm trying to learn.
0: Oh yeah. It it's, it's just requires being nice to everyone. Because you really need like a hundred sensitive fucking people really on board to work with each other and have trust that everyone's going to do it right. Right. Otherwise, like it's a broad faith exercise. And when everybody checks their stats after and can tell after that not enough people ran the playlist kind of thing, you know, it's, it breaks trust. So it's like, right. I'm also trying to think of like a system. How can it be effective? Cause if it's just a bunch of artists, then to me it's shit. So everybody that wants to be involved has to bring a non-artist friend. Cause I come with Bonnie so I can bring that to the table. So like okay. now everybody has to have somebody who is not an artist that they oh, can come buddy. that's how i want it to be because then if 50 yeah. artists get involved it's 100 people right and there's like yeah. more power to it and then i think that's way yeah okay bonnie bonnie's like but i'm an artist now i'm like i appreciate that <laughs> i
1: was waiting for that it's like okay I, say, yeah.
0: <laughs> I hear you i hear you but like in the context of this shit, you're like under my label of sorts your wins are my wins. So I come with a bunny. <laughs> it was like definitely not an artist in the context we're discussing with regards to self-promotion. um, And like, then I thought to myself, okay, so that would also be like a filtering process, right? If you can't find right. a person that dedicated to your shit, like a girlfriend or a best friend or a homie that can run the spinning game with you, then that's a cool filtering mechanism. And then I just didn't really roll it out cause life, but, like, okay. that's in my head how I'm like, because yo, then if it's what, if 200 people, bro, you know, when you see somebody with 250 monthly listeners, you're like, oh, say word. It's not the same yeah. as spins, because that's like you had 250 fucking people play your shit this month. That's more right, than right, me. Right. That's hard yeah, to get. Yo, Boy, man, my max is 55 that I've gotten organic
1: organic right but it's all about yeah the perception of it no one's gonna you could be the greatest fucking musical all time they come on the page and it's like one month but <laughs> check it now
0: panic. if 200 people take your new single and run it for three fucking days straight you might trigger the algorithms But right. it doesn't work in small scale for sure for the bigger goals but imagine that like we, we all agree you can do this like a one-time kind of thing but like you get the whole squad to run it for like a week straight you know
1: right yeah that's Uh,
0: that's like no money that's that's like the bigger moves that that's how it works though so that's why it's like yeah everybody got to be nice to those people that are in genres we don't necessarily like i promise we need them
1: (laughs) that's all my community hell yeah that's Um, a great tactic man
0: fuck yeah yeah anybody i've seen succeeding in the cheer of what i'm trying to at least accomplish is really doing it on that like it's numbers like this to bridge the gap of bars is expensive um, so like to me it's like why would I keep running this I gotta have reasons beyond the joy of rappers rapping on beats <laughs> right like oh, me, bro. I mean I like it the
1: it's- joy of rappers rapping
0: <laughs> Like, I mean, it's, bro, you got to understand, there's a part of me that's like, wow, there are, like, people that are really impacted by this experience in ways that yeah. I am personally not impacted by. To me, it's not even the same perception. I'm baffled. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to keep this alive. It's more like it's baffling. I'm like, what have oh. I
2: created?
0: kind of. I was, like, not expecting it to be, like, I wasn't expecting it to be like this without growth. Right? Like. Yeah. It's this, but, like, it's not cool enough to get sponsors and shit. Maybe it's cooler now. Maybe I could get sponsors now. I don't actually know. I haven't looked that deep into it. But, like, no, I mean, but then it's, like, yo, y'all can go find me sponsors. If you want better prizes, go get me sponsors.
1: <laughs> I got to do the goddamn legwork. God damn
0: it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if people want to build it. If if you want to, like, if you see yourself, like, going, okay. This bridge gap of bar shit. If it grows, and I'm a star in this community, I can profit in this right. such way. Then, yeah, actually, I know it's like what it is, but that's kind of where people need to look at it. Cause, trust. I don't. I'm not good at that. I'm not a salesman. I ain't never sold a fucking dime in my life.
1: <clears throat> you never sold any merch.
0: Nah, I don't. I don't, dude. I'm. Anybody that knows me knows I am like, I'll debate you all in, but like, sale. I'm a customer service G. It's different. I could retain money like a motherfucker.
1: Sure, you've gotten a few Montreal's finest sales, bro.
0: They're not <laughs> even. That's not even my brand. I know, but I'm
1: just saying that's not. That doesn't mean you're not a
0: salesman. No, I'm like an affiliate marketer or an influencer where I possibly can generate income for other people, but that's not sales in the way that I'm describing a salesperson. No. So, like, a lot of the, the sales elements of it, no. I'm a good marketer. So, the placement, great. The links, okay. great. The subtleties, the
1: hand in hand, but okay.
0: they're really different. I'm actually, I'm a, in my opinion, I'm, like, the best marketer I know. I'm probably lying, and there are probably better marketers I know. But, like, when it comes to marketing, I have, like, the fucking gusto of it, whatever. But, like, sales, bro. Man, I'm, like, not a salesperson on some... Look, there's a lot of manipulation that goes into effective sales, and it's like I don't want to unlock the Pandora's box. I don't really want to get good at it.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's kind of
0: weird to hear. I'm, like, really good at a lot of things, and salespeople I can manage. I know how to work with salespeople, but I don't know that I want to be that. I've seen what sales is. i see what it does to people. I've seen the oh, type man. of person it requires, and I don't know that I – would have drug habits and horror habits in a sales life (laughs) like i don't know that i can handle it like it's not an easy life it's just it's an intense world already like this shit is like a lot but this is more like i have to project manage and perform like i can do this shit i can sell ideas that's what marketing is you know like i don't sell products very well i think it goes
1: hand in hand man i know what you're saying but like the to see you sell concepts and ideas. The next thing is that goes on a damn t-shirt. There's your concept. Exactly.
0: And team. then I need the sales team because trust. If I put it out, yeah. that's where the that's where the next level comes in for shit. A lot of my thing is like I realized, yo, I have put no effort into outreach because I'm not a salesperson. So I don't think about it. Like it's just like my priority. Yo, bro, I can plan out the next 10 years of shit. I'm really bad at sales. Like that's the facts of shit. <laughs> okay man i feel that like, like i you just know your roles i'm marketing i'm this a creative bro i could be like the guy that writes the best ads for whatever the size sales team's gonna do with it after fuck that you guys can go actually close closing we'll call it closing
1: uh, you're not a closer
0: right <laughs> I'm, cool. like a yeah. I'm like a opener i'm a good opener like in the context of a sale i am the illest wingman Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. there you go you're still part of that algorithm, right? That's what I'm well, saying. facts. But that's, but that's still. So maybe the, the word sales was knowledge. was not the right one. But closing with that regard, I don't know. I feel bad. I know what I'm doing. And half the time, I don't. It's hard. It's not really like.
1: That's kind how I feel sometimes, man. Like in part of in my like uh, creative slash, uh, you know, this whole entire process, I'm like, fuck, there's got to be ways for me to like allow other people to take some of these roles and then I can do what I do super well even better as opposed to trying to multitask and do like a hundred other things that I'm decent at to keep this fucking going. It's just, it's not serving the purpose that it could.
0: That's why I'm, I feel like it's hard to, that's why everyone goes find your team. And I'm like, that's hard. And it's, it's not hard. supposed to be easy. Take time. What I mean is it's hard to find the rules that are not rapper mm-hmm. or beat maker or engineer yeah. or there other creative. Yeah. Roles. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The engineers are hard to
0: find. The good ones. I mean, I can live with, and this, I'm, I'm in Montreal. Engineering is not a huge issue because, like, we have a lot of options. Like, they're probably a yeah. dime a dozen if I were to really hunt it. <clears throat> I'm wow. talking, like, yeah. oh. well, you got to just imagine it. Like, there's 2,000 rappers, easy. There's probably, like, if you look at basement studio arrangements, there's probably three, 400 engineers, no problem. I'd put money down. Because engineers cross all languages, right? Like they're not—they're not into—they're not into, la- into money. They want to get their and, or art. Either way, they both exist. There's producers. There's like—I mean, I'm not talking like beat makers. I mean like producer producers. I've met like 20 year olds that are like, nah, I want to be a producer, like like fucking right. Mark Robson or whatever. The fucking I don't, I'm failing. Don't know whatever. <laughs> I, I failed. I know I did it bad. Those producer producer guys, you know, like, and so like. Maybe geography plays into that a bit. So there's a lot of options in in the city that I know of. But like when it comes to like person to upload YouTube video. Oh, ain't a person to be fucking found. God, what I could do if I wasn't spending hours on uploading shit or Bonnie wasn't spending hours on uploading shit. Ain't a person to be fucking found. All that's got to get done shout out little yep. alice for jumping on that like instagram for the clips channel for crossroad but like half the time it's like the ideas are all there but like bro you think i can like actually manage another instagram account to go do this no, next crazy.
1: yeah exactly i'm starting to run into that and i don't even do it to the degree that you guys fucking do
0: it it's like holy shit, man. well it's like all the it's little legit, shit. Right? Every, every huge idea i have is like legit and a part of it is like i'm just sitting there going oh my god, I have to do all of that part again. And it's like that again part where it's like, fuck, that time it gets harder and harder. I'm getting over myself. And I'm gonna go do grunt work like I gotta go do. Cause, But like, end of the day, like, yo, a lot of the shit is like, man, I gotta go upload this to YouTube. I gotta think of this line of copy. I gotta put keywords on this video. <laughs> like, all this shit, I gotta convert that one, upload it to the podcast website. It's like, all of this shit. And then talking to people. Mm. You know, like, when, they, when y'all feel away and show up in my DMs?
1: <laughs> 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 well, it. you know,
0: it's happened, But no, but a lot of times it's, like, legitimate shit. But, like, you know, all right. of it. But, like, just the number of people that I'm supposed to talk to now has increased to, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's crazy how, like, people get good at this. And I suppose you do. You get used to it. But, like... So then you add in, am I supposed to socialize or do grunt work? Am I supposed to leave my apartment and go to the park and meet more people? Or am I supposed to sit there and keep shit alive? You know, it gets hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to kind of get the vibe of that, man. I'm like, fuck, how's it going to grow out when it grows out? When it gets bigger, like, fuck, it's going to be tough. But, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to keep in mind. I'm trying not to expand my appetite more than I can actually fucking eat, you know? So I'm trying to... Be like, okay, you can do a music video every couple of months. You can record this amount of songs yourself because I do it all at my, on my fucking crib. I fucking record. I fucking, you know, I do all the mixing. I do all this shit. I got beat makers and I got people who feature and do music with me. But everything after the fact, the single arts, all the visuals, that's me. The the only thing I don't do is music video editing because I would, that would just be like, holy fuck, now I'm fucking buried, right?
0: Yeah, that's I don't know. I just like, and the problem is, is like, I think, and it's just within myself too. And I think a lot of us can probably empathize is where the fuck do you go to find in your regular life, the business student that wants to fuck with the rapper, like, right? Yeah, like, man, fuck. Like, like that's the part where it's like, a lot of people are like, I've struggled on this for, I'm like, I'm 33 years old. All the old people, my age go, Oh, you're talking rap business. And they're going to go now play crypto games and shit. Um, And then like, yo, like you get to this point of like grassroots shit and you're like, yo, but for real, everybody's a not, they don't care about SEO. (laughs) Like nobody cares about this shit. Like, oh wow. That's like a lot of people that also don't care about this shit. And that's my problem is I can't. And then to probably find a good business person. They're like, oh, say word. And then they already have 17 ideas in place. And you're like, you're busy. Or, yeah. And this is the bane of my fucking existence. I just had a kid. Uh, <laughs> fucking kids, man. Nah, kids are <laughs> wonderful. But those four words what? are the worst words to hear in any situation when you vibe with somebody on a business level. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I
1: get that but like um Yeah, dude, honestly that where's the Russell Simmons to my like uh you know, Rick Rubin? You gotta have the fucking the business side of it. It's almost more important than the fucking product side. Because a product is just an innate object unless you put it into the minds and hands of people and actually make that sale.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, as much as like as much as you might not like why I like certain people, part of the things that impress me is their ability to connect with people in mass scale. And it's undeniable that a lot of edgy people fucks with some of these people. A lot of young people fuck with them. A lot of emotionally, whatever people fuck with people. And that's like, wow, say a word. And then when I think about it, it's like, that's community, fundamentally, however we get there. And I find it's it's a challenge but like it's my obsession too i obsess about like but that's why i went to local i'm like i don't know i don't know how to create community except for the things i know so i know i like music shit i know i kind of like montreal because it's dope (laughs) no it really is it's weird it's a complex city but it's dope like it really is beautiful i cycled to like a park i'd never been in before for a charity basketball game where I watched a mayoral candidate and debatably the best English rapper in Montreal play basketball together while I schmoozed with local politicians in this very small park in a place I'd really never been to before whilst yo. meeting a DJ dude that I'm not friends with in general. So it was like, yo, that's blessed that then I cycled home and I'm whatever, we're doing this again. But the truth is is that type of shit can be like everywhere in the city. The more that we build up in it and so it is dope it is a dope place if we look Let's for it, it yeah i mean i that's why I, I like to emphasize that but like yeah i don't know building community to me I often honestly you know why y'all fuck with me because i put my money where my mouth is <laughs> bro you think y'all paid attention before i started giving money away every month <laughs> Some of y'all might have, but nah, like to the degree, to the extent, and even like people that like, don't give a fuck about the contest have watched me update my like Facebook shit month over month with the shitty colors and the lack of branding and crap. Like it's almost like, oh, Canva's dope. Yeah. It's cause I like to goof on people who do really nice graphics. I think your graphics are incredible. I really like your cover you did for our thing. I really actually think you're super talented. I think shit. it's like unnecessary, in my opinion, if like to the degree of art you do. Not to say that it's unnecessary in the sense of a good art project, right. but I deliberately sometimes try to put out some really bad looking shit just to see if people give a shit and. A art. i mean my hope is that i go viral with the worst cover art <laughs> <laughs> like no no done? hold on i stopped doing that because my graphic designer frankly said "Hold in. at least let me do a bad job than you doing a bad job and we've agreed that she'll do it because <laughs> bro i put a really bad covers i just Open my company's photo editor and like change the color hue and like put my logo disproportionate and then it's a picture of me that was just off of Facebook, and I crop it. Yeah. <laughs> and then even you hit me up to offer free artwork.
1: Yeah, probably did. I, that was that was that was when I was trying to get my in with people. I've made I've made a few sales on single arts and stuff like that but most of the time it's just to like get the practice in man i if i stagnate too much and don't do my own stuff like i did some stuff for hysteria i did
0: yeah Yo, are logo. you guys like like you and hysteria are homeboys now like i'm like hold up yeah, did, man, we did up they the like contest. meet in yeah. my contest and make music together
2: yeah Aww. dude it's powerful stuff right
0: kind of it's sweet
2: <laughs> it's adorable even
0: Yeah, it's the opposite of the energy and (laughs) comment. I'm, I'm lying. No, most of it's (laughs) all love. Actually, you guys are like super supportive of each other.
1: That's the thing, man. Yeah, it might get a little fucking heated and ugly sometimes, but I think that's all still sense of camaraderie, right? Like it's uh, that's part of the sport, even.
0: Yeah. So if it's a sport, the teams matter. It's a team sport.
1: Of course, team sport. But even within that, you're gonna have your, you know, disagreements, rivalries, all that sort of stuff. It's all, it's all good fun. Yeah, what I was saying was like uh, hysteria. I've done, uh I've done art for him. I did Willie Scandal's logo. I've done, you know, I've done single arts for people in our oh, and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Willie Scandal's logo is a funny tangential idea to me. What do you mean? It's the only way you were getting a sweater.
1: Oh, for the prize thing? Yeah, by like
0: doing it. Yeah, by actually doing the damn look. <laughs> that is one of the funniest shits. I'm like, Willie promised me all this shit. And I'm like, oh, say word. And he yeah. delivered everything. I did not know that when is a condition that you should stipulate. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt,
1: no doubt. It's almost like, yeah, like, my whole thing with that was, like, a self-fulfilling loop. I won the prize, and then I create the logo that's then going to go on the fucking, (laughs) on the sweater that I will then receive. It's poetic.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate that a lot. So, so when are you coming to Montreal?
1: Oh, bro. Um,
0: I suppose COVID is a problem. Let's pretend, like.
1: A bit of, yeah, but let's pretend not. I mean, shit, it's something, it would be dope. Uh, to do something maybe before it gets super cold, but if if not even that, obviously next spring type summer. I know I saw Uncle Dre commenting on, I think it was uh, Cool Man Logan's post about uh, if he was to do a battle event, and Dre was saying, he's like, boom, I need an excuse to road trip up to fucking Montreal. And I'm like, yo, we could put on some shows, we could do segments, you know what I mean? Do showcases and stuff like that, roll through for an event if you guys would be so gracious as to have us. Like, I'm, 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 I'm wanting
0: to make all that happen. Yo, bro, my events are, I have an amp and we're going to parks. We're not, I don't know what my events look like at that time.
1: Very, very spontaneous type thing.
0: A little more blind. We've reached the, uh, I made a Facebook graphic in Canva. and downloaded it and made a Facebook event level. But uh, okay. like, no, we, we found a place that rents uh, a battery powered amp. That's like 350 watts or some shit. <coughs> It's honestly... What I, say, yeah. I
1: saw you posting about that. Yeah, trying to yeah. pick it up and all that stuff.
0: And then it's like, yo, it has a Bluetooth port that you can mix on the back. I'm talking basic shit. I don't need fancy, like, honestly. And then it's got two XLRs, so I'm pretty sure a DJ mixer can fucking plug in. And then you just need one for a mic. And then, like, you're good.
1: Okay, How much you rent that
0: for? $50. Ooh. A month. A month. A month? A month. Bro, like okay so like we're just gonna try to just do a lot of park things and like i i feel like the move of the future is low budget frequency over high budget niceness to be honest because that's my career
1: yeah 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 yeah. i can see that for sure
0: but like to be fair it is a sacrifice in time that not everyone may be wanting to do Mm, i feel that but, yeah, if you're ever in town, I'm sure we can set up a park thing called Eulogies in Town.
1: Yeah. be <laughs> even go. But again, even with, the, uh, with uh, Mr. No Regard, man. I mean, shit, if we do something out of that event, it could be so Oh, of shit, a we
0: could do that in a park. I could do that. A, right? Well, it's COVID permitting. It'd be, okay.
1: it'd be tough, it'd be tough. Yeah, but, like, maybe like, I'm just saying to go to that same idea. Because he ago.
0: lives, like, two blocks from me. Nice. So, like... That's so very convenient. But like, yeah, I mean I can't like formally invite you to my province at these times without knowing the governmental shits. But you know what I'm saying, we can talk about whatever and figure out whatever.
1: Exactly. I'm just saying something will eventually reach, man, even if it has to be next spring, next summer type deal, twenty twenty two.
0: No, they're just gonna have vax passports, so it's gonna that's where that's where it's gonna go. <laughs> it's like who's vaccinated can cross, who's not, I'm gonna be like, I don't know I'm not like trying to bring it there, but it's like I don't know how that's gonna change shit. But that is definitely oh, the direction. That's definitely altered, yeah. Quebec, when they're like, I'm like, well, I just want to go to the states. So, 14 day quarantine or not is my choice. And uh, well, I'm getting vaxxed. I can't afford to go sit in a hotel room for fucking two weeks, or whatever the actual process is. So
1: yeah, that's like the entire trip, right?
0: No, I mean that's before you go, or yeah. like after or whatever. I don't know. Plus, You're like. Right. Yo, you gotta like take tests and shit just to prove it, just to fly in. You can't even cross at the land right now. But yeah, like, so I'm like, shit, if I wanna go, I'm gonna have to just, so I just got vaccinated. But then they like started really enforcing the passport shit, and I'm like, oh, that's gonna make a lot of ch- changes. <laughs> actually, it's a good time to go underground. Stop being fancy, motherfuckers. Fancy's gonna have passport requirements if y'all are actually paranoid about that shit.
1: Time to be a homebody for life.
0: Time to throw underground parties that are not so over the top and knowing about. This is gonna be
1: the new, the new version of, uh, you know, the fucking prohibition and the speakeasies and stuff, man. This is our generation's
0: version of that. That's what I want, personally. I got really, <laughs> bro. Like, I find it like a lot of people are trying really hard to like produce a quality that is beyond who they is. Like, if you can't sell a hundred tickets at a show that you're booking, guaranteed in a location that you've never been to before, maybe we shouldn't try to floss this hard and we should put more money into different things. That's good boy. So, like, to me, I'm trying to spin it like middle class rap. Like, there's upper class rap. Everybody knows that game. There's lower, oh yeah. class, rap, lower class rap. Everybody knows that game. What about the middle class? That's like where... uh
1: are looking at it, man? Shit. I'm, I'm, not, like
0: that. I'm talking like Chris Webby's upper class. I'm talking like the middle. The guys you've never heard of that have fans locally. Right. And huh. then it's like, okay, that's really wide and open. So, what's a good... So, for me, it's like, yo, if I go rent a bar right now, it's a loss. A loss I can't afford. I can 100%. afford losing $50 that Bonnie technically paid on a fucking app. <laughs> Well, she had to go to the store because, like, uh, we had to get closed at six and I have work. So it is what it is. Um, Well, middle. No, Aesop Rock's a professional rapper that completely lives off his career. If you live off your career, you're a pro rapper, even if you're low end pro. I'm talking like that tier of person who goes to work, but also like can actually generate revenue, but then maybe can quit his job sometimes, but then maybe has to work other times. Like that middle class, that like working musician tier of rappers. Not part of that, yeah. Well, it doesn't exist because people don't do the fucking shit to create that tier, like busking and exposure to the culture and community ties, and that goes back to the community roots. So it's yeah. like to get that, yo, because know, like, again, where I'm at, it's Montreal, so there's language politics, right? A lot of shit's French. So I happen to be blessed to live in a place that has at least 80,000 people around me that are predominantly English, which means foot traffic is not French, is a good gamble. Or at least if they are, they speak English. They in NDG, they know what it is. So, like, going to any park in New and taking this little amp guy that we have to fucking lug over there like a proper musician. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna lug gear like a proper musician. Say <laughs> a word. Fuck a musician ever trying to say I never had to lug an amp before. <laughs> uh, so lug the amp, battery powered amp to the park. I'm fucking right. Bluetooth my beats and perform. Lose weight, mother. Lose weight. See, I've been hey, pr- trying. It's yeah. like, get in yeah. shape, mother. Great, make that great. I've been practicing just to do that. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, run that on frequent because there's no money. That's the reason why we don't do more shows. Mm-hmm. No one can afford the fucking bar and this and that and this and that and this and that and run it every fucking week and have to build up six months of loyalty.
1: the money hole, man. Yeah, you're just going to keep losing money on that
0: and like i would love to say that i'm cool and i can't sell tickets bro <laughs> not even because oh, yeah. i'm not a salesperson but just like to the event i'm in my 30s my, my peoples are like hold in if you want me to stay dj in your crossroad online is better kind of stuffs online yeah. is better internet we're old now so it's like even to go in like that direction. It's like, how do I convince a thirty-five-year-old office worker to go to a bar on a Friday night to go watch hip hop? <laughs>
1: they gotta be, you know, they gotta be down,
0: bro. No, not many people are down at that exactly. level. At least not without the right stars. And to create those stars, if we look at success stories from Montreal, like Bad News Brown, he became a star by busking and connecting mm-hmm. with people and making well, that's the
1: most fucking yeah that's the most direct way right that, that literally is the people right
0: and it's like amazing he got to like fucking play for nas or something when he came here Just like oh, harmonica right. shit but yeah anyway it would be dope to have you when you come in so what else do you do, do with your life when you're not musicking and oh, you're not carpentering?
1: i'm not, not musicking or carpenting <laughs> Fucking, man, you know, do, uh, we got a dog, you know, fucking, I play video games, dude, me and my girl are pretty big into gaming.
0: What games do you play?
1: Oh, fuck, man, most recently it's been, uh, GTA Online, Red Dead Redemption Online, and then there's this one game my girl was really wanting to play, it was called, uh, Survivalists, it's pretty cool, but it's like two. It's like two D graphics, like more pixel art. But it's pretty cool. You just kind of like stranded on an island, and then you, uh, you can sort of like you gotta kind of craft your way out of the fucking, you know, off the island, and you resource, uh, gather all that kind of stuff. I like little games like that. So yeah, but we're mainly into like uh, the open world stuff. I'm, I'm I'm big into like RPGs. I'm a huge uh, Elder Scrolls fan. Um, Fallout. Fallout games are my favorite. My favorite game of all time is the original Bioshock. So that's pretty big uh yeah. That's my shit.
0: Did you play Cyberpunk?
1: Dude, I have I have Cyberpunk. I've been I was following that game like crazy way since you know it was first announced. Um I loved The Witcher three. Um and I had such high expectations and that game to me, dude, just did not meet expectations. It's fun to play. I enjoy the story. i d I've put in decent amount of hours into it but at some point i just had to stop lying to myself and pretending that like it was better than it actually was i i have it on the xbox series x so i'm not even talking about performance issues or like you know any of that stuff i've had a few glitches i've had you know issues like that which i guess you can fix later but then it all really just comes down to shit like dude the the fucking game world feels so bland so, yeah. and dead into a game in 2021. like It's just little things like that for me. That's what they no said
0: movie. about Witcher 3. And I realized. felt
1: the same way about Witcher 3, bro. When I play Witcher 3, yeah,
0: i like... Witcher 3 is magnificent, sir. Look-
1: it is, but there's parts where I'm like, this is what people call the most immersive game world ever. Unless you're in a cutscene or in a dialogue with an actual person with voice no, lines. That's you not even true. Witcher, you go and talk to... And they're like, they say the same two lines over and over again. And they no, because there, stand there in that is like,
0: like a lot of game. like hidden rewarding shit all over. Just is, not the peasants. There is, but games like
1: Elder Scrolls. That's
0: why. I Elder that's Scrolls really- is not full. Fo- okay, Morrowind is like the only Elder Scrolls game to go that fucking deep with like everybody had a thing, and it's because there was no voice acting. Then Skyrim oblivion was like okay but they had radiant ai which created like a whole system but the game was extremely hollow it just had like corny immersiveness so like what you got was a guy would go to a bar at five and pretend to eat food but if you talk to all these people i mean you're not like
1: yeah but that's better than a dude literally standing by the exact same corner of a house well, all what, day
0: with two dude what about the arrow and the, arrow in the knee from the guard meme that's what's so what fine
1: that's that's limiting dialogue in like guards yeah guards weren't exactly the most. but i'm talking about every character in witcher 3 is like that Come on,
0: I, I would but it's not like on. i was just in like i just beat like the end of the thing and i thought it was so cool how like in the last part and there are pockets okay fine if you're in Novigrad for like the 17th yeah. time yeah okay like there's not a lot like immersiveness and newness so fine but like there's also not anything new once you talk to everybody in Skyrim. I beat Skyrim yeah, but recently, that's too. That's fine. going
1: to be any game. There's limitations and, 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 and endpoints to everything. But and of, I there's a I lot very, of really
0: NPCs in Skyrim that don't talk to you.
1: That's fine, but they're very rare compared to the guys that do talk to you. I'm just saying in Witcher, unless it's a quest giver or a specific cutscene's about to be triggered, you're in the same way in Cyberpunk. They literally have two lines of dialogue. They look like the exact same dude that down the street from them. Maybe there's four of the exact same looking guy, and then there's nothing about them besides standing in that one place, or they move maybe three steps that way. It just to me, I guess I'm spoiled by games that have a little bit more lively AI and stuff going on in it. But yeah,
0: I don't know. Even
1: I... Red Dead Redemption, bro. Red Dead Redemption two very very lively world I didn't because-
0: play that and I understand that that game may have set a standard that Cyberpunk got murked in but yes. like yo Elder Scrolls does not deliver the fullness of world experience that like I believe I think both Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 it's trump true. Elder Scrolls I'm a big Elder Scrolls fan I'm saying I trumped
1: Elder Scrolls facts trump, yo cause trump.
0: I'm also going first of all it's not done they are late And you have to think about the Witcher 3 launch. Now, whatever you might say about Witcher 3, cut past the dialogue choices of NPCs. The game feels full. It feels like visually immersive. I like the
1: actual game, but I'm just saying as an immersive world, that also... But that part,
0: like, I don't actually give a shit about the dialogue of those people. So cut that detail out and leave it just like you don't care, like in real life. Like I don't care necessarily. Like about people around me. I'm not stopping and talking. It's an
1: open world. You know and
0: that whole vibe of it is supposed to be open live I mean, world I, that's I what a lot think. of people on youtube say i never took it like that because like yo i was part i was playing morrowind in high school and it shit comes. right yeah. so like i'm coming from like morrowind in high school i've been in an open world like since open world was open world right like yeah, i'm not right. I'm like whatever so to me it's like open world isn't about role playing options it's literally about level design So, nah, I don't take it as the role-playing.
1: If what you populate the world with is boring and empty, then I heavily disagree. It's not about just level design. Well, what I'm saying is, is like, so I have
0: the same, like, I don't give a fuck about the people in these games, but I'm planning on going back to Cyberpunk when I can get to it and literally doing, like, a cultural exploration, just, just staring at graph. I could spend hours looking at the graph in that game. It is what i have i have spent hours just looking at graph in that no, game. i'm
1: not saying that's not a cool element. So, the city looks but like beautiful. what i'm saying is I, just,
0: since i don't care what the people say that that's the one thing that i don't actually care about interacting with npcs not even
1: just what they say dude it's the fact that you look down a street and it's this beautiful massive skyscraper and there's flying cars and all this shit. And the graphics look sweet but then there's literally four of the same exact no it's bat, not like hold on, bald, it's not it's not that bad on PC.
0: Let me be clear, on PC I get a flooded street. flooded.
1: I get a flooded street but they're all the no, fucking No, they're, they're not. They're not. They're
0: varied. It's it, it really is I've pretty I've
1: watched you play I've watched you play it though and that's bullshit. I've no, watched that like,
0: it. I watched No, I'm saying like I'm I streamed it, like the one time in the beginning, but like when I'm playing the game after patches, like down the line
1: but i'm just saying i gave up on it like is it
0: like whatever i find like they've improved the already the versatility of people they fixed two or three of the bugs from like because again on xbox their solution was and i know this because i watched youtube videos on performance scale back the number of people and versatility and people in the streets was one of the consolation things they did to make it run better on consoles versus pc so my experience does have more versatility in people Right. Okay. Um, is it amazing? I don't know. But where I'm going with it is already the little quality of life improvements and shit are going to be done. So where I was going with The Witcher is the Game of the Year Witcher slaps it out the park. That's the shit with the fucking expansions yeah. that everyone yeah, calls yeah, 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 yeah. the. That's the decade of the year shit. Witcher three at launches articles look like Cyber three cyberpunk's launch articles. They're actually really similar. Yeah. And I knew that going in. So. That
1: shouldn't be the case, man. So I'm not willing to be like, oh, it's okay. They'll, yo, they'll figure it out. No, but all of
0: Elder Scrolls' shit has been like that. It was always... Yo, back not in the my day... Experience. Yo, my experience. Yo, because back in like game, high... high school, Bro, never. up until... Had, like, two
1: glitches, like two glitches in the, the entirety of uh, Oblivion, Skyrim. Yo, Oblivion, of, you all couldn't
0: all run Oblivion too. unless you had a high-end computer, my guy. I had it on Xbox. Yo, by the it. time it got ported to Xbox, Game of the Year Edition was out. It wasn't out on Xbox yeah. until they... a console gamer. I don't really... Yeah, but what PC. I'm saying is... So this is a great point. Back in the day, they would come out on PC only, work out all right. the bugs, finish the game, release all the DLC, port it to a console, and yeah, it's finished. Yeah. Now you yeah. expect it on the same day as the PC gamer. Bro, the only reason I bought Cyberpunk is because I have a GTX fucking 2070, and I knew I could run Cyberpunk. That's the only reason I bought it at launch. I'm like, oh, I can run this game. Might not be top graphics. I can run this. And otherwise, I would have waited a year. Because I know for a fact that the dev cycle is going to be trash. Because since Elder Scrolls, it's been like that. And they would...
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this game really taught me about do not buy fucking PC games for console. But like, yo, but
0: one, of my, <laughs> one of my upcoming mixtape songs is actually on this shit. I'm not even going to lie. Oh. This has
1: been one long segue into this, hasn't it? (laughs) Well, I got I
0: didn't know that you were like, I didn't know you were going to come at Cyberpunk on that. And then I didn't realize that that was what you were experiencing with the console because that isn't how I felt by the end of it. Uh, I mean, talking to people, I agree. Talking to people in that game, but that's like, you can fix that. But like, I felt like the driving, you fair point. Yo, when you leave fucking Night City, it's really whack how bad the animation on car like there's i can oh, live example, with... the
1: cars feel like they're stuck on a rail like I feel like they're not like grand theft auto driving in the city it feels fluid it feels like the car can lift off of surfaces the vehicles in cyberpunk almost feel like they're glued to the road unless you actually go flying off it feels very weird driving it doesn't feel you know the fuck was that I,
0: I think it was <laughs> a firework or it's whatever sounds like a firework but we're gonna call it a firework because i think it's what it is every time you get paranoid oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's fireworks, bro. It's just all the time in NDG. Got the ops showing up, bro. Nah, it's we not like that. Honestly, <laughs> it's more like there's a lot of young people. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's fireworks going off. Bonnie's confirming it. That one was just close because yo, you can get fireworks pretty easy and all summer long if you're a, of a certain age. That's a very fun activity. Oh yeah, I feel that we play over here. Yo, straight up, they're like do it. Cause you, oh, I heard it. I heard that sound after. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. fucking close. They're, like, right outside my fucking building. <laughs> this is where the cops get called. Like, kind of places <laughs> where I wouldn't do it. But yeah. Um. So, like, with that, I feel like the Cyberpunk post-DLCs flushed out world, flushed out shit to do in-game, two, two proper DLCs put in could make that game live up to the expectations. Oh, there the you go!
1: Hell yeah! I'm always willing to revisit it, but, man, I told you, upon launch, I played it and I was really, <clears> like... Fuck wow, this, I had my expectations
0: way too high and they're clearly not there yet. Yeah, no, it, it'll get there. I mean, I wanna replay it cause there's a hidden ending and I have to replay it now to get it. But like, bro, I'm telling you, there's a, the, the graph, the beauty and the design of this game world is ridiculous. Oh, I never
1: spoke into that. I said it's a great looking game looking for design. But that's,
0: oh. but that's the immersiveness for me though. It was the part where like-
1: It can look pretty, but it can function terribly. That's my problem. Mm.
0: I just love the like I felt like everywhere I looked I got rewarded by visually looking and that was super rare in a video game where yo Skyrim is not doing I feel
1: like man in those games though there's just detail in like every little place you find every little box you open there's something unique and it's not just
0: like I just ran through Skyrim on my switch for like two and a half years I played Skyrim it was about Mm -hmm. how I played it is not that varied Witcher three really does trump because it's five years later or four years later.
1: It doesn't though, man, because there's just like there's nothing in the world except the maps, the yo, locations. Yo, Witcher
0: three, I'm playing right now, and there's a lot in the lore. Like when you actually read the notes on people and shit, everything yeah, sorry, connects. act. i
1: might as well, but I'm just saying in no, between Witcher the Witcher does it better.
0: You're Morrowind you're does it, specific. yo, bro. Morrowind does it impeccably. I don't know if you ever played Morrowind. <laughs>
1: I did play more of course.
0: impeccably that is that is it done right i don't think they, didn't
1: have dialogue. they had to do. it was all about the text and the reading i get that but i'm just saying it's in witcher bro unless you're at a marked location or maybe like the the far and few in between non-marked places it's literally just world but there's nothing there like you can barely nah, like gather it's not
0: shit. even that bad yo there's I like bro dude. I
1: have a certain different standard of what I expect out of these games. Like, I'm saying with the Skyrims and the Fallouts and even the Red Dead. Bro, beds, like, like, if like, I'm
0: comparing oh it bro. against Skyrim, Witcher 3 is, like, I don't know about Fallout 4. And Fallout 3 is actually really meaty. Fallout 3 is an excellent game. And Fallout oh, New Vegas crazy. is oh. extra meaty. I'm not even putting it there. But Skyrim is, like, superficially meaty. Like yeah, there's a lot, but it's a lot of the same shit on repeat. Where you don't even give a fuck about that dungeon by the end of the game, because why bother going in?
1: Okay, no, I feel that, but again, that's that's like a decade old game now, right?
0: Yeah, but Witcher Three but, is like 2015. It's uh, to, to 2011. Like they're kind of yeah, but like yo, know, you feel well, the. Huh. How you,
1: long did it take them to get the game right? So let's go on 2018. Both of them. The both was- of
0: them took over a year. Both of them. Skyrim, Skyrim was
1: perfect when I played it at launch on on console.
0: It was not perfect you know, at launch to according to the internet when you watch people talk about it now. Fuck
1: the internet! I played, I played both games, so like I don't know. That's what I'm going
0: off of. It was full of bugs and broken quests and a bunch of other shit. You just might have had. A, I don't
1: know why I'm so lucky with the Bethesda But th- I'm just saying,
0: like good. that might just be you were lucky. But yo, Skyrim launched, I eight, but like it wasn't like Man. the worst, but. Also, like, we are also talking in 2011, an era where you had to more or less finish your game before you shipped it.
1: <laughs> that should be the damn standard still.
0: Yo, but y'all paid pre sale forever. I didn't, so I say y'all as into whoever did. I don't fucking pre fucking buy video games. Never. Never, 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 Like, it's wild. People spend $90 on never, a gamble that never. marketers are being honest forever. You know what the difference between AAA and AA video games is? Marketing what? budget. Oh,
1: no, yeah. That makes
0: sense. There's very little practical quality other than the marketing like the actual
1: budget. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know
0: what the fucking AA title would be. Something never that's, like, really good, but you probably haven't heard of cost $45 instead of like 60
1: Oh, this is a beautiful <clears throat> game.
0: <Vermintide>, baby. <laughs> there, there's, there, there's a ton of them, but like it's harder to find them. But yo, when do you think your next project's coming?
1: Um, My next full, full project, probably late September for the You Eulogy EP. I've got everything recorded. Everybody's verses are in. I'm just working on the mix myself. The only thing I'm outsourcing is I'm sending it to get mastered. Everything else I'm doing myself, and I'm so damn close. It's only three songs, but it needs to be cohesive, and I'm almost there. Before that, though, otherwise known, it's probably dropping our first comeback like single. That's already been recorded, and it's just being worked out. The mix is on everything, so that's dropping soon. And After the EP that comes out, um, I'm going to be dropping the full-length project with the Prime Synthesizer. That's going to be about 10 tracks. That's coming out probably like March. If not earlier, though, because everything is sent that I just need to record. I just need to re-record. It's all demo stuff, and I don't want to keep it at that stage because there's some rich songs on there, man. Some real, real crazy stuff.
0: That's Yeah. I look forward to hearing it all. <clears throat> I'm not sure what else to say in this moment, um, so I feel like this is a ripe time to end it. I know uh, this yeah, might not be what you expect, song, but man. this is what the show is. This is what... Yeah,
1: no, this was cool, <laughs> man.
0: It's more about who you are than the normal show. <laughs> you know, like, that's what but I'm yeah, going I for. I like
1: it, bro. And the a, and a thing is, too, we didn't retread a lot of the old stuff from the first interview, luckily. Like, if we had sat here and talked all about music influences and, like, how I started in the in the in doing the music, that would have been just a complete retread of the original interview. Yeah. Why did this different topics here? Well, that's why, like, what
0: is like. well, number two? Okay, yo, when DJ Vlad brings Lord Jamar on for the 17th time, what are they supposed to talk about? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. But I like how we did it, man. And then, yeah, we went even into the, the stuff about the the video games. I wasn't <coughs> about that. Yeah, Yo, it's all different. It's natural. And it might influence how uh, people hear music. What Yo, they to, you know,
0: maybe it people are going to care about you as a video game critic. Maybe you start a new life.
1: Maybe yeah, that
0: community has money in it.
1: <laughs> well, I know that. Maybe, maybe that's my calling all along, man. I should be a fucking video game reviewer.
0: <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of free games doing that shit, um, but yo oh, yeah. I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate everybody watching this. I appreciate everybody watching this in the future that's not watching this now. Like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Eulogies links are all down below. Make sure to go click on them and follow them and support the cause and everything like that. Uh, on sure. that, no, no. Do you have any like last words for the people?
1: Not much, man. I'm not going to do too much of like a fucking self-promo thing. I've already talked about all the upcoming projects Um, soon to be on Spotify. So like you, 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 you kind of put that in my head, man. People are able to listen to music more on a loop from Spotify as opposed to YouTube. So that's coming soon. Um, Yeah. Just check it out, man. Stick with me. Cause it's going to get bigger, better, and fucking badder. The more budget that I'm able to put into this, the more it grows and then it's going to, it's going to be something fresh, man. I got, I got, I got shit to share. So yeah.
0: yeah it's fresh yo and i appreciate you again coming through y'all and live long prosper everyone out there